Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smod Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. We can turn. James can turn. Good morning. Yes. What are you doing? That's my game. I waited and waited, and you were mumbling. God damn. No, I was telling our co-host to... Oh, whoa, that, she's been upgraded from guest to co-host. Well, she's... It's oh, twice. Geez. All it takes is tw- two. And uh, anyhow, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smodcast's morning show on so the Smodco Internet Radio Network. That's just me talking too loud. That's that's what it is. <laughs> I'm blasting awesome sauce into your ear pods. Um... Anyhow, we're, uh, sorry, we're going through some technical difficulties right now. It doesn't seem um, very difficult for me. Our, there we go. Yay. yay. So today, on the mics, we have James, me, James. Yes. William, James. Bill, and Emily O'Hara. All right. Welcome yes, back. Yes, yes. Thank welcome. Thanks for coming back and, and joining us. Uh, Dan is working nonstop prepping for the Veronica Mars movie. And uh, Bill, I mean, I'm sorry, Steve is doing Bill's God right knows what. right here, just apparently not noticed yeah, but you're Marty. wearing no. your headphones I'm the one like who a had dork. to <laughs> cover for you. Because, you're wearing upside-down headphones and I'm you look a like a dork. Oh, I look like a dork on the radio. Oh. Oh, don't. Do, do you just wait. That This will get tweeted out. And are we you streaming? <laughs> I don't this? fear you, Twitter. We are you streaming. Oh, well, get that I camera on on Bill. Yeah, let's get this. All right. By the way, if you do want to follow along, you can follow along on Twitter. We are at Nooner Dan Marty, all one stream, uh, string, and you can also uh, watch us live on the UStream camera at uh, DJM Master <laughs> Live. That was such an old lady. You can watch us live on the UStream camera. <laughs> On the intercomputers. I love when they call it the Twitter. (laughs) The Twitter. (laughs) And so first off, before we get into anything, I just want to, uh, for anybody who's out in the Great Plains, uh, Mm. our condolences go out and sympathies to those who were struck in Oklahoma. There were, I think the the death count is up to 91 Wow, 51 was the last I saw. Yeah, then then they found out that they were... Double counting some bodies, so it went down, and now I guess it's back up. So, mm. uh, anyhow, it's uh, it's really just f- terrifying if you watched any of the the footage or the the news coverage of it. It um, wind speeds reaching two hundred and fifty miles an hour. Uh, at one point, the the tornado was one mile across, Jeez. and just destroyed two schools. A lot of children were. Hurt and what's God killed? pissed off about this time? Yeah, seriously. Uh, well, we'll find out, and we'll find out also what the the government will do about it because the two Oklahoma senators were the ones who voted against or who who brought up legislation to uh, like reduce funding for FEMA and right. did not want the. Why would you do that when you live in Oklahoma? Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, as somebody who doesn't live there, I could tell you that was a stupid move. Yeah, yeah, because this is also the uh, more Oklahoma is where. The previous biggest uh, uh, tornado struck. Actually, ah, lightning the, does strike twice. In yeah, the same place. that that tornado in 1999 hit 302 miles an hour. That's just I, I can't even fathom that. Um, but also in the world, uh, at the same time, we've got flooding in Fujian province in China. That's uh, uh, killed. Uh, let's see. There's a 
a cyclone in Bangladesh, which killed 45. Um, Sweet. And then there's tornadoes all throughout the uh, uh, Texas and Louisiana. The uh, Texas. The Texas. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can follow the events in the Texas on the Ustream camera. This is camera. the grandma version. <laughs> Have you been to the Texas? Uh, so, yeah, there's all sorts of... and God's pissed. Yes. Uh, India's going through a heat wave. Egypt is having sandstorms. Oh, India, it's kind of warm. Fuck you. <laughs> I beg your pardon? A heat wave? <laughs> heat waves kill thousands of people every Old year. people who are going to die anyway. Well, that's like everybody's and cheapskates die who anyway. are too cheapskatey to put on their air conditioning. It is fuck India. you, India. Fuck you, India. I, no, fuck no, 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 this you. is not. This does not reflect. The, that is a terrible thing to say. Fuck uh, you, the India. No, no, we. we I am not understanding why you are fucking. Oh me. my god, this just turned into a horrible, horrible thing. Marty, you've been away too long. If you're upset no, by racism, no, I was here last week. No, I'm. I, I'm. This is just. This is hitting someone when they're down. That's different. From I know, but you went from tornadoes and 322 miles an hour to India's got this heat wave. Well, th- there's this song in the air that I just don't like that much. No, <laughs> like, we're talking about weather. Point is, there. There's. Did you listen to this Keep American together, Life? Marty. Do you listen to this American Life, Emily? Or are we going to yeah. rehash another radio show on ours because we don't have enough of our own material? Uh, yeah, no, we are. It was a little sleepy. Coming out swinging. <laughs> yeah. yeah, guys, apologies in advance. So we're going to play the next hour. <laughs> the next hour is going to be this, this week's This, this American morning. Life. So let's play that, James. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just going to uh, read it. We're going to dramatic reading of a transcript. No, of I, don't, no I, don't like your, I don't like your tone. You're, <laughs> You've never liked my tone. No, no, specifically today. Uh, today, I was going to get in. Okay, let me just say this very quickly. Uh, Anyhow, it was all about climate change and how it is just absurd this week's This American Life. That right. It's yeah. absurd that there are still people questioning whether the global climate change is caused by man or not. Uh, there was a report that was came out recently that um, looked at all the, the climate studies of the past 20 years or, or something like that, around that time. And basically, of those that in the <laughs> abstract, they said that climate change um, – that mentioned climate change, uh, 97% said that they were caused by man, and then 3%... Yeah, a woman said, got off scot-free. Yeah, and 3% yeah. said that it was not caused by man. And and then... It was caused by evil apocalyptic machines. And then of the, uh, of the ones... <laughs> Wheeling that, their way into society. Of the ones that didn't have... Uh, mention that in the, the abstract, they actually contacted the authors and said, you know, did the, do you support anthropogenic uh, climate change or not? 97% who responded said that, yes, they do, and then 3% said that they didn't. So point being is 97% of climate science uh, of recent date supports anthropogenic f- climate change. So, well done. I mean, are you going to believe that, or are you going to believe a right-wing radio host who uh, is banging away. what anthropogenic means. Right. Yeah. Can't spell. Yeah. Because people who are conservative are dumb. There well, I No, no, suck. actually, it's not. <laughs> I, no, no. I mean, I think that's one thing that's really important. To, I'm mocking myself for being I, oh, sure. combative. Uh, but no, because that's what liberals do say. And, mm-hmm. and certainly I've said it more than once on this show. But no, it's, it's that like people are afraid of change. And it's like in the, in the face of 
of devastation and and disaster and having to change your lifestyle and and drive less and having to see your actual earth change. Yeah, and you would rather choose to believe the person who's saying no, everything's fine. This is how mm-hmm. it is. You know, this is just life, and they're fudging with the science. I didn't buy a hybrid. Uh, no, you did not. But you did buy a very eco-friendly car. I bought a sensible car. Yeah. That's already having problems. <laughs> so anyhow, I understand the 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 reason why there's a backlash, uh, but what does suck is that people like the Koch brothers are funding science to specifically to counteract with the prevailing science, you know. Um, do you think that there's any chance that the tornadoes in Oklahoma were caused by a democratically funded death machine? Yes. It's a very, that very some evil doctor. No, actually, it's, it is is flipping the switch and cackling wildly. You, it is very difficult to connect uh, the the tornadoes with with climate change. Even though you know they, the scientists, the the computer models say that we should be expecting more and more extreme weather. The tornadoes, the causes of tornadoes can be increased and decreased by increased climate, uh, increased right. temperatures. I'm just wondering if there's like a. And a mad scientist evil plot afoot because of those two senators. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's just flip the switch, make yeah. them pay. <laughs> uh, there's a big treadmill that all these guys are running. All these liberals are running on that's turning this big fan. It's just going. <laughs> uh, quick shout out to the people listening this morning. I think Darren's in the library today. Yako Warwick thirteen thirty six long time listener, second time live tweeter. Hopefully not the last time. Yeah, continue tweeting in PDG and Craig and Jeff and Jenny Marie. Uh, Every time I think of Romper Room when we do this. Well, you know. Right. I see I, Emily and DJ Master right. and Mark. <laughs> By the way, if you're wondering why Bill, we, we do want to get into this, why Bill is, is in full of piss and vinegar this morning. Bill, I'm just tired. Bill Sleeping. walked in and he sat down and he said, I don't know why I'm so insecure. <laughs> that was a private moment between us, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> that was not meant for the Ustream camera. So let's get into it. No, what? <laughs> Uh, Sleepiness, I think, is this morning. Right. Excuse. My conclusion was that I'm just I'm depressed because I'm tired all the time. Oh, oh. okay. Uh, which I it's just me trying to um, explain my way out of it. So I don't we have do to have some, deal with it too much. We do have some curiously strong coffee. If you like I know, to yes. partake. Maybe I, I'm, turn considering that frown it. Down. I'm considering it's it. It's curiously strong, I, but no. I, I've already come out kind of aggressive. I've come it, out swinging yeah, this yeah. morning. So I don't know. People how much. seem to respond well to you being pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're clearly not in the same room with you, but. <laughs> Thankfully, they don't have to be friends with me. Yeah. So, hey, hey Marty, I yeah. wanted to give a quick shout out to oh, uh, a longtime listener and uh, follower at Olivia Marion. Oh, congratulations! Yes. She just yes. graduated. Of course, of course, yes. and has a beautiful website. Uh, as a graphic designer, has a beautiful yeah. Yeah, website. It's, it's uh, what is it at Olivia? Or it's Olivia? Well, we'll we'll retweet her her tweet because yeah. she tweeted us. So. Um, yeah, she's a graphic designer, really, really talented. She did yeah. our Merp logo. Uh, yeah, she logo. did the Merp picture. She and did Someday that, we'll, uh, we'll do breaks. something with it. Oh, that's a great logo. She did yeah. a few uh, logos for the breaks, which I'm, I'm rolling out this year. Yeah, so, so congratulations. Yes, and Yay. good luck. Congratulations, yes. graduate. Yes. Anyone else graduating, let us know, and let us know what your plans are upon graduation. I'm graduating from giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I don't so, think you ever. I, you, I never, you never would have passed in that school, Bill. You would have flunked out long before graduation. So, Emily, how yes, do you and Bill know each other? We were on a 
pilot. Yeah, we did a we did a great um, three years ago roughly. graduate w- graduate USC project um, mm. with some with some filmmakers who've gone on to to, to great success. Yeah, which filmmakers um, are those? It was a comedy pilot. Um, oh shit, Ali Sure. Yes, I, I, just, I gotta mention Ali Sure. She's amazing. Yeah. she's incredibly talented. What and does she, does she do? Pretty outlandish. She's um. She she's a writer director. Directs mm-hmm. and like she's no, just like what did she do that we would know? Nothing. Jurassic oh. Park three. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's she's had a lot of burn on the festival circuit with yeah. some shorts. She had uh, a, one in particular, I think, which I think was her thesis film, The Maiden and the Princess. Yes. It was sort of a, a young uh, preteen love st- preteen gay love story. Yeah. Um, that uh, that that got a lot of accolades, but she's already produced two, three others that are. Yeah. That are that are hitting the circuits. I mean, she's she's a recent grad, so she's still doing shorts. She's not in the mm-hmm. feature world yet, but right, she will be. Yeah, she's not a question. Wildly talented, yeah. And what was it? What was the name of the show that you guys did? Second Chance Charlie. Mm. Did you play Charlie? I did not. Oh, I little did. little little Emily O'Hara was Charlie. Oh, yeah. and you were the second girl chance? with the boy's name. Um, I was the um. Guardian Angel. Who was drunk, a little sorely, and uh, <laughs> sleepy in the morning. Yep. I don't know how he got that it was the, It was the bitter, That's detached, stretch. alcoholic Guardian Angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So Nailed when, it. When did you realize... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how soon did you realize that um, Bill was depressed, insecure, and angry? He was cast as himself? First, I thought he was just a really good actor. <laughs> <laughs> I found out I was wrong on all counts. No, I'm kidding. He was lovely. Um, yeah. It was pretty apparent first day. That's why we. That's why we get along. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Some reason you got a six a.m. call. It's all hanging out. Like yeah. By eight, you've told everybody everything you're feeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going through your IMDb, if that's okay. No, oh, no, I don't approve. Something I did not do when I had you. On. And you've been on yeah. the Stars Network. Yeah. With a Z. Girl. Really? That's all it says? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Not girl. That's really condescending of me. Young woman. Oh, right. <laughs> so you're on yeah. three episodes playing young woman. Did your yeah. character have a name? Uh, I don't recall that she did. Um, she, was a, she was a cultist, which was pretty awesome. Nice. Oh, that's a better type yeah, of character I wish name. It, I really wish Come on. Said, young female yeah. cultist. Young female cultist would have been really Were you the cult me. leader or cult follower? I was a follower. Hmm. I was a follower, but I, I'm still in touch with the fellow who played the, the cult leader. Maybe. <laughs> wow, that's wow. a little creepy. He, a who played the, who played the cult leader? Really good at it. His name is Richard Kahn, and he's and why? So that's why he's just standing behind you, just like. Kahn! <laughs> so glad you guys are on it. <laughs> well, anyhow, he's he's in the room too. He's just watching us. <laughs> he's just off the Ustream camera. <laughs> <laughs> nice robe, Con. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and was that a fun shoot? Oh, it was fantastic. I got to hang out with Dennis Hopper. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sweet. He's a he's a hoot, huh? Uh, hoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was a lot of fun. He was really nice. We just uh, it was just the two of us for this for this scene, and we just sat and hung out. We were in Albuquerque, so we were talking about. Art, the art that was going down in Taos, and he was telling me about. He loves his art. His, yeah, he's telling me about his artistic uh, interests, and just really nice guy. And it was a wonderful chance to to meet him, and that's really cool. My Are favorite you- uh, Dennis Hopper. It's a quote about Dennis Hopper, not from Dennis Hopper, mm-hmm. and I'm about to butcher it madly. But yeah. uh, it was a, a retrospective on Easy Rider, and one of the pr- one of the producers of the film was like, um, you know, my director is an alcoholic, my lead actor is a drug addict. 
and my producer is a schizophrenic manic depressive, and they're all Dennis Hopper. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, what, what would you say is your best favorite Dennis Hopper role? Uh, Apocalypse Now, but he's not uh, acting at all. If you see, if you've seen Hearts of Darkness, which is a brilliant documentary on the making of uh, Apocalypse Now, he's doing his whole like, man, is he a man? Is he is he a good man? And it's like cut. And he's like, I just don't know if I got that right. <laughs> like he's not <laughs> acting at all. Um, I did love I did love Easy Rider. Uh, I think because I saw it in well, I mean, it is a, it is an indie classic, but I saw it in Europe when I was very homesick for America, and mm. it's so distinctly USA. Right. Um, I would have to say my favorite was um, Super Mario Brothers. His turn in Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm nice. with you on that one. Yeah. 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 Have to say I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open your mind. For lots of reasons. Uh, I would say, well, you know, he was really great in True, True Romance. He had a small role. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like yeah. he was really doing Him good. and walking toe-to-toe. Is, yeah. That's, is, that's a great, great scene. Acting and, 101. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that was, that's the only thing I liked about that movie. I don't really <laughs> like that movie at all. I hated that movie. I don't really, I rather enjoyed it. I hated that movie. Um, I, I didn't hate it. I just was just like, ugh. That, that's yeah. <laughs> Which is different, right? Now, I mean, this is going to sound like I judge people by their jobs, and it's more than that. But I was frustrated that like some loser in a comic shop who uses the same line on every woman uh, meets a hooker. And I'm supposed to think it's like super exciting and... A hooker with a lot of gold. And romantic. It's like, you're just fucking degenerates. You guys are total fuck-ups. And everywhere you go, people are getting hurt and killed. And it's your fault. And, like, you may be in love with each other, but you're still fucking losers. So why am I watching what happens to you? I'm down with that. I'm down with the with the fucking loser anti-heroes that have nothing to offer. And you just watch them bumble through life. I think those are interesting stories. No redemption. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I I guess it, it really felt like a fantasy of, like... You know, of the nerd, you know, who gets the hot woman. and Yeah, you know. but the nerd doesn't look like Christian fucking Slater. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No, true enough. Nah, but the nerd bullshit. thinks he looks like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wishes. Yeah, exactly. Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet's definitely worthy of a mention. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 That's... Yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time. That, I, I have to confess to never one. having seen it. That's a... I mean... It was shot in Cleveland. Yeah. No, it was... <laughs> <laughs> Drink. Sorry. Right. <laughs> um... Yeah, why not? Are you not a David Lynch fan? Um, I need to take time for David Lynch. Like, I'm not like, ah, oh, I feel like watching a movie. Ah, let's go yeah. to these crazy dark places where I'm going to be left behind after the first two minutes. Okay, that's your homework <laughs> for next week is to see Blue uh, Velvet. Blue Velvet. Okay. And that's can do. And if I have, have seen Lynch, I'm not. I'm not totally naive of that's canon, the homework for everybody. If you've seen it all, uh, before, then you have to see it again. Also, mm-hmm. you have to see uh, Dennis Woodruff's film about. David Lynch. I don't want to see anything with Dennis Woodruff. See the film about David Lynch. It's oh my great. god! So it's for those who don't know, <laughs> uh, Dennis Woodruff is a an aspiring actor, writer, director, producer. He says he's like Chaplin. You know, he controls the means of production. Mm. So he's his own studio. It, and I, I don't see him around much anymore. But yeah, I haven't back, seen him in ages. Oh, back, is that the car? He drives yeah, the junk yeah. cars. Well, that he had like, he, hire he, me, and it's got his, yeah. his uh, he, headshot he basically, painted on his car. Yeah, he oh, he basically paper macheed his car with yeah. his headshot. I saw and, him in Hollywood about a month and a half ago on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, it was like two in the morning, two thirty. I was going to Wendy's, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I saw him drive by, just wandering aimlessly the streets. Yeah, of I mean, he's like this 
over tanned, leathery guy. Yeah, you know, not, not bad like looking. Self promoting whack job. But he had multiple vehicles, and he had a, yeah, a yeah. car he had that a big had truck. a statue of him, his head on top of it. <laughs> I think and you, if yeah. you see Inferno, I was just gonna say that yeah. burns up in Inferno, and I saw it like in Mid Wilshire, and it was in. Mid Wilshire, where it happens, and everybody started applauding in, right. in the when they saw that burning car. And the Evangeline, nice. uh, oh, Evangeline. billboard gets melted. That was the only good part of that movie. All right. Yeah, <laughs> um, a friend of mine bought a movie from because he's just selling his movies. He, he walks around like selling his movies on the street and sells them out of his car. Hmm. And a friend of mine bought uh, one of his movies, and it was literally just raw footage. Really? Pure, pure raw footage, the whole, and it was, and the title was something like Captain America Saves the World or something that made you would think there was something behind it. And, uh, and he said, Dennis, you know, I bought your last movie and it was just raw footage. And he's like, yeah, that wasn't one of my better ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so, Emily, but he made a great homage to David Lynch. You have to see it. Okay. Uh, what can you tell us about Last Stop? <laughs> oh, it still hasn't come out. Yeah, that's 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 the agonizing thing. Um, so, I mean, given that, what can you tell us about it? Like, who Travis Oates is the director? Who is yeah. he? Uh, he's a writer director who uh, cut his teeth doing a whole lot of stand up comedy and stuff. He writes scripts really fast, which is, I think, one of his uh, ah most well, prideful uh, attributes. That but, could be good or bad. It's a yeah. Yeah. you know he's really prolific. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. He really him out. Did did you know him beforehand? I didn't. You just got cast off the... I got cast. Yeah, I just, just, you know, auditioned, got cast. Uh, He's... Ooh, what's that like? (laughs) (laughs) Lovely, lovely guy. Really talented. Uh, I don't know why nothing, why they haven't gotten it together and gotten it out because it's, from what I understand, I've never watched it. I don't like to watch a lot of stuff that I'm in, but it's pretty good from the rumors that I've heard, but of uh, course no one's going to... The, the premise according to, well, you, why don't you tell us what the premise is? Oh, it's, 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 it's suspenseful. It's not horror, but it is, you know, the, the, the trope of a bunch of kids going off into the woods and, um, and strange things start happening. It's, uh, disappearing. It's not, uh, it's it's very much more on the vein of, of suspense and Hitchcock than it is. Is it like sort of like Ten Little Indians type of thing? It, yes, it's very. Ten oh, Little Indians. I see. With so it's, it's with uh, B A G Bag mm-hmm. um, and Mina Suvari. Mm-hmm. How is Brian Austin Green? He's tremendous. He's like one of my favorite people. <laughs> he seems like he, he's a he's guy an absolute gas, and he's and he's he's a love and life kind of guy. Is that yeah, the dude who married Megan Fox? Yes. That's uh, Mrs. Fox to you, uh, Mr. Fox, I guess, uh, and um, and Mina Suvari. I, you're not going to say anything bad, but she seems like a. I think she's a great actress. Oh, she is. She's very talented. She's very very intelligent as well. Yeah, yeah. She um she was a precocious one. She married very young. Yeah. Um, but uh, and and was it fun to to sh- to do it? Did you? Are there like. You know, is it is is there a gore factor in it? No, okay. no, it was really. Uh, Did you survive? No, I'm you not can't telling you that. That's spoiler. A spoiler. Yeah, but I can fucking ask. Jesus Christ! Everyone climbed down my throat. <laughs> Jesus, I know. Christ. We can jump down your throat. Yeah. Well, I'm better at it. Yeah. Um, hmm. It was amazing. We shot it in we shot it in the mountains in Albuquerque, and so it was gorgeous, and it was fantastic because it really felt like the movie because we all just went into the middle of nowhere, and the girls had one cabin and the boys had another cabin. It's and like it was, summer camp. Any hookups? It was no. I think what? it was actually pretty. Uh, it was pretty tame, but it was you know like summer camp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, then there would have been hookups if it was bar- like oh, summer really? camp. Really? If did meatballs 
and um, <laughs> Wet Hot American Summer have taught me anything. There are hookups. Yeah. Yep. So that's what's, where I didn't what's with you in Albuquerque? I lived there for a while. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so were you work? Did you get cast as a local then? Yeah, my fant- all of the all of the actual work that I've ever done as an actor <laughs> was in was when I was in Albuquerque. And then I moved out here because I was like, hey, wildly successful in Albuquerque. Let's go to the big city. And then everything crashed and burned. And, <laughs> and you're sitting here in the lair talking with us. Yeah, in the so depths. This, is, this well, is the lowest this is of the lows. rock bottom. Yeah. Bottoming we, out. We got you Emily together. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why Khan brought you here today is yeah. <laughs> to have a little intervention. We all love you. We care for you. Um, what does Albuquerque mean in, uh, in Native American? What does it mean? Oh, like Milwaukee means the good land. Yeah, Albuquerque, Albuquerque. I don't know. <laughs> land of trailers. I believe is what, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll find out, and keep talking, and we'll find out. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> one of these researching folks is going to have news for us. Yes, uh, tweet in your it, guesses as to what Albuquerque, Albuquerque means, and possibly freaking mean. It's America. actually. It looks like it's uh, traced to an Arabic word meaning the plum. But it was... Um, Ooh, Cleveland is a plum. Oh, God. Like, that was their actual slogan in the 70s. If New York is the Big Apple, then Cleveland's a plum. It's like, yeah, let's compare ourselves. <laughs> let's let's intentionally put us in the shadow Cleveland's the of a pits. larger more... Yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. yeah, it's, a, it's like it's such a, prune a bad pit, call. Basically. <laughs> It'll make you shit. Right. Yeah. That's oh. basically what they were Cleveland saying. Cleveland keeps you moving. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give him one for that. No, that was a good one. It's been a while. It's been a while. Feels good. Did you guys have a good weekend? I had a week? fantastic weekend. What'd you do? That's why I'm so depressed and cranky right now because I'm overtired oh, we, from the we weekend. Spent, uh, we spent some weekend together. Yeah. We went to the, a Quakes game. A Rancho Cucamonga Quakes game. Yeah. Single A baseball Ooh, wow. out in the Cucamonga. desert. Yep. I wish I knew you were going. I, I, I just asked a buddy of mine to pick up a uh, jersey for me. I love the Quakes. Yeah, I got, I, I I got a go. shirt. Yeah, did you? I'll tweet it out. Nice. I got a picture of me in uh, Aftershock. The, uh, nice. the Quakes um, yeah, the uh, mascot. mascot. They got yeah. Tremor and Aftershock. Wow. They play yeah. at the Epicenter out in Rancho Cucamonga, yeah. and they smoked uh, San Jose Giants. Smoked and it was, them uh, so well that yeah. we got coupons for two free tacos at yeah. Jack in the Box. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. More than seven runs, two free tacos. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah. they still do that? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So they're a, a single A team? Yeah, single A team. And in, they're um, system? farm team for the Dodgers. Oh, very good. And San Jose, San Jose Giants are farm team for the San Francisco Giants. So it was actually a bitter rivalry game. In fact, in the fourth inning, a fight broke out. What? Did a I not benches this? clearing fight broke out. Oh, right. In the fourth inning. In, in a single A baseball game. Wow. And, wow. On Father and Sunday. <laughs> of course. It was, it awesome. was fathers versus sons. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was really weird. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, I and would respect a- that in Fontana, but in Cucamonga, <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, it was great. Uh, place was packed. Um, mm-hmm. Fire, big fireworks display at the end of the game. The Quakes yes. killed them. Um, plant tons of offense. It was like nine, nine, four. Wasn't a single line of concessions that you couldn't get through in less than half an hour. Right. Uh, yeah. Foul ball. Like, you know it's uh, good. Come slicing into our right field stands. How much is a ticket for? Wow. Five bucks. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And are you Five a baseball fan? Uh, no. I <laughs> I enjoy it when the, I'm from yeah I'm a big hockey fan when the um big hockey fan I just lied to you all I do enjoy hockey I'm not a big hockey fan I can't talk but uh when I was a kid and the Rockies I was I born and raised in Colorado when the Rockies first started uh we got season tickets and so I kind of burned out all of my baseball appreciation in my younger years but like like it I enjoyed it definitely had a gas um, well that's good mm. I, I highly I do game. still highly recommend it even if you don't like baseball. 
And for uh, Angelinos, yeah. um, it's a super easy drive out to ranch, like a 40 minute drive. Yeah, like 40 minutes. 50 minute. Um, Easier on the sun weekend. Sun sets on the desert. Sunsets in the mountains and the desert as the game's being played under the yeah, lights. Yeah, that's awesome. And you feel like you're a million miles from L.A. It's we really have like nice. two L.A. listeners, you realize. So, Where's everybody from? I thought that was a pretty oh, nice get, aside. I know it was good. I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying, guys. I'm, no, I'm, you, have no, you have no idea how hard okay, it is for me to so even show up. Darren is <laughs> is it from Wolfhamsterdam. Wolfhamsterdam? Yeah, Wolfhamsterdam. <laughs> That's what it's going to be now. He's from Wolfhamsterdam. I'd love to go to Wolfhamsterdam. And uh, Mike, where is Free Mike pot, from? lots of werewolves. Mike from- <laughs> yeah, that sounds like paradise. Uh, Chris is from Saskatchewan. Michael Binhock is from Germany. Oh, my God. Mm. All of these people. I want to sleep on your sofas. Um, yes. Wow. <laughs> That's, that's going to get interpreted completely the wrong way. I'm sofas, innocent. guys. I'm sofas. Innocent. Not yeah. in your bed with the sofa. You're in the bedroom. She's on the, I'm sofa. on the sofa. Take it easy. I went backpacking this and weekend. And by sofa, she means couch. Um, Backpacking where? Uh, up by Santa Clarita. There's a, a place that there's some streams that feed into the uh, Lake Casitas. Mm. And uh, just went sort of tromping around there overnight. And uh, overnight, you did some camping. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it was, hey, it was really fun. I have a little poison oak um, on my legs, but it was <laughs> worth it. I will move and it just, slightly over to the left. No, it's not. Once you wash it off, you can't spread it off. <laughs> I will move over to the left. The anyway. um, the uh, and there were just howling <laughs> winds at night, just because that's Ooh. you know it's right in it's in a canyon and it's really windy up there. So you're camping. Bit, like, camping. Yeah. Is it in a cavern in a canyon? Uh, excavating for a mine? No, there was a mine there. See? There. Yeah. And there was old salt came out at night. And I was the sole survivor. What are you actually doing out here? And me, really, me and old blue don't appreciate you. <laughs> right. And uh, I have P- PTSD, but I'm just hiding it really well. Wow, I'm PTSD and yeah. poison oak. Yep. yep. Weekend. But the poison oak is what I talked about first. <laughs> right. I know I kept Priorities. thinking like I, a tree is going to fall on me. Nobody's going to find me. They're going to find me and then like, did I clear out my phone's browser history or are they going to find out horrible <laughs> things about me? Uh, but I survived. And uh, Let that be a lesson to you, kids. Always clear out your browser history before you go camping. Because <laughs> yeah. you never know if a tree might fall on you. <laughs> and if a tree falls on Marty or, in the woods, yeah, nobody hears it. Exactly. Nobody gives did a fuck. Did he really look at porn? Or no. <laughs> old salt comes out of the mine and puts a pickaxe to your head, make sure he gets your cell phone too. Oh, I didn't know Jeff was from a cron. Jeff from Akron, oh, Ohio. Yes, Akron. Oh, home is of uh, Noah. Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders. Noah, and, have uh, you tweeted in before? Noah at Noah Harn Devo. is eighteen and from Minneapolis. Are you just graduating? What are you going to do next year? Uh, and Warwick thirteen thirty six is from Dallas. Yeah. And do you like uh, Alice Cooper's eighteen, or do you prefer uh, Skid Row's eighteen and Life? Let's sit in silence until, <laughs> <laughs> until he responds. I wanted to let right. that hang. Because if we said anything, he would have jumped down our throats. These are songs with 18 in them. Yep. I just, I, 18 I'm, I'm with riffing. a bullet. Boom. 18 riffing. with a bullet. So uh, this, all the seasons are coming to an, an end, TV-wise? Oh, God. Yeah. I'm so, you, you might as well kick me off the show right now because I am behind and I can't discuss anything. No, we will discuss them. Oh, we no. will. They've been what? asking about the, the uh, Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Did you watch the Doctor I Who finale? No, I haven't. I'm behind. It I'm was, uh, so sorry. It, it was good. You failed our listeners. I did have a friend text me that he did, in fact, shit his pants at the finale. And I'm afraid that's that's all I can contribute. <laughs> no. Well, the AV Club gave it a C plus, which really? is Really? Yeah, which is weird. I wow. thought it was good. It was one of the better episodes of the season. I did, haven't been loving this season. Hmm. Uh, what, uh, what do you think of the, the new companion? Um... 
I haven't. Oh God, I am behind. So anything I say is out of date. I ha- I would say that early on I didn't really feel the particular chemistry between uh, her and Mr. Smith, my beloved Mr. Smith. Yeah, I think you were just jealous. No, You're like, stay away Have from you my seen man. It with his haircut, his new haircut. Uh-uh. Oh, oh wait, he shaved it all off. Yeah, yeah, I did. I saw oh. that. I saw that. That's unfortunate, but you know, <laughs> no bad. more flop. Um, yeah, so. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what's what's gonna happen. I'll, I swear to God, I'll, I'll find a night and just sit down and, and blaze through everything that I'm. What else on. do you watch? Uh, Game of Thrones. I'm one episode behind on Game of Thrones, which mm-hmm. is it's easier. It's easier to get access to HBO than it is to BBC. But um, love that show. I'll tell you that. Much. And did anybody watch the Office finale? No. Anybody no. watch the Office? Nobody watches the Office. I what haven't the- watched the Office since the very first episode. Uh, you didn't yeah. like it. See, I went to a po- another podcast. Well, it wasn't yet. Yeah, oh, podcast. cheating on us with with I Steve see. Merchant on. Uh, he was on the Sunday. podcast with you. I I was not I was not conducting the podcast. It was Kevin Pollock's chat show. It's oh. actually very very good. Yeah, chat, chat Kevin Pollock's hilarious. It's, it's, yeah. um, and it's it's gets yeah. in depth. It's long. Yeah, it's very good. And Stephen Merchant was on it. He was he talked a lot about The Office, and it made me regret uh, not keeping up with the American version. He had very very warm things to say about the American version. Yeah. I just love the the BBC version so much. And you know, every it, single that's because you like agony. Every single character <laughs> on it. That when I saw the first episode, the American version, and it was well, the first few episodes they yeah. were they were following the the, the yeah, same and it was story so lines. disappointing. But, but, but uh, of course, I didn't stay with it. it's going to pale in comparison. Yeah. You know, because and you're it watching, did. So I stopped watching it. But my What's the problem? My point, what, what do I need to me, explain to you let guys? Me finish speaking. Yeah. <laughs> Once they get to do their own storyline, then it becomes its own thing. I'm sure. I'm and sure. I just I, I wasn't thing. invested in anyone because I couldn't stop comparing them to right. the people I had I had right. fallen for. Bitter and angry. Um, I think I told you guys. Uh, on the, well, not you because you're new, but um, I actually first came across the BBC Office even when I was living in Ireland, flipping channels, and for a good 10, 15 minutes, it's like, is this? A docu is this re yeah. is what is going because I'd never heard a promo. I mean, this was 1995 or whatever. I'd never heard of, never seen a promo. Hadn't heard a thing about it. Ricky Gervais was <laughs> all the actors yeah. were unknown to me. Some of them were had been working in England, but I didn't know any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so well done. And that docu confessional style hadn't been adapted quite as much yet for comedy and for for scripted television. That there was a good ten minutes of like I have no idea if this is real or not. Yeah. And it was such a fun way to discover the show. Yeah. You gotta watch. You gotta go to Kevin Pollock's chat show and watch this interview. Oh, Kevin it's Pollock just is amazing. Of, yeah. yeah, I've worked with him in Ontario years ago, and just the sweetest guy, nicest guy in person. Super smart. Yeah, and really, really smart. Yeah. Really yeah. short and funny as shit. Oh, you yeah. like him? Just funny as shit. And so, <laughs> who's walking? Do you like better, Jay Moore's or Kevin Pollock's? Kevin uh, Pollock did it first. Yeah, I, Pollock's is pretty I'm, tight. I'm partial. I know them both. I'm friends with both, and I have to say. Sorry, JJ, but uh, <laughs> Kevin Pollock. No, I think he would even give that to. Yeah. What's to that him. documentary about? Like the, the that classic joke that comedians like to tell each other—the super offensive joke about the, the aristocrats. Yeah, aristocrats. Yes. Uh, and when it's Pollock's turn, and he tells the aristocrats as Walken. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> yes, brilliant. that's right. That's right. It's uh, that's a. I enjoyed that movie. That was funny. Yeah, I thought it was a little self-indulgent. I could see why it would be a lot more interesting if you were a stand-up. And yeah, you were aspiring to be part of that world. Yeah, it, it's more. I think it was geared more towards those who want to torture themselves in right. comedy clubs. <laughs> but <clears throat> Michael Donahue remembered something I said. Fuck! How long ago was that? <laughs> that my last words would be clear my internet history. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. 
so the finale of The Office compared to the UK Office, it, it was very interesting. This one, you know, it's been going on for nine seasons, and it really felt like this. The writers were trying to wrap up these character threads, mm-hmm. you know, and to the satisfaction of the people who have invested nine years of watching these same people, and each right. person, you know, got, they had a little complete, you know, thing, and and it was. The the story had no tension in it, no it just sort of rambled on, and you're just watching it to see what happens to Jim and what's her name? What's her name? Jim and Pam, and and what was it happens. satisfying? And so in that sense, it was satisfying, but it just wasn't, and uh, you know, it wasn't good storytelling. Wasn't good storytelling. Wasn't funny. And then if you compare that to the UK Office, which is the finale of oh, that, God. is one the best ninety minutes I, I've yeah. watched, and it's a fantastic story. Yeah. And it and it still wraps up the characters, but it's it's they put story first, and I think that that yeah. deserves a lot. Just go watch, go watch the go watch the interview with Stephen Merchant. He says such amazing things that I don't want to paraphrase here. But well, well one thing I will paraphrase is that go uh, for it. That's what we do here. The, and well, mangle he, it. Don't Please paraphrase it. Put, say it's a quote, <laughs> and then mangle it. Mangle it badly. And offend a racial group. Say it's a quote and do it in an accent that will offend accent. someone. Yes. Um. Uh, oh, she just said Asians are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about how uh, when they well originally <laughs> that's your Asian accent. Hey, man. I'm right here. I blew you off. He's um, in the room still. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was? Oh, he was saying that it came about because uh, he was working for the BBC. That is, Mr. Merchant was working for the BBC. They were working together, British Broadcasting right? Company. They were right. both working there, right? And uh, they were asked to do like some little clip, like a little documentary about something, just a bit of fluff to fill to fill about you know maybe ten minutes, and they didn't have anything. And they thought, well, let's just sort of do a little expose on uh, an office, but it won't be real. And so they did it to, to fool people originally mm-hmm. to make it look like it was um, a, a real thing. And, and you can watch that promo. It's, yeah. it's online. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's super cute. And they, uh, then when they made the first episode, they realized that they were trying to make it like a television show and that it wasn't working. And that part of the trick of that was that you couldn't make everything really neat and tidy and you couldn't tie up ends because when you are a documentarian, that's not what happens in real life. And so I'm right. wondering you if you get the footage and find the story afterwards. Right. And so I'm wondering if the, if the American office fell into the trap of trying to make it like a tidy little TV show and it, and it lost all of its steam and what made it special. Would you say? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it just became more of a soap opera than anything. Yeah, Once but that's it, like that's like a story, though. Like that's like trying to write it for television. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And I don't think that that's they failed. I think that you can like they had a uh, merchant and Gervais had a specific story that they told in you know <sighs> in six uh, seven and a half hours, mm-hmm. and here we have you know hundreds of hours of TV, and so it's like you can only right. tell so much. There's a lot of rehashing and a lot of you know. You have to use devices just to keep to the momentum. Devices. Exactly, and yeah. that's why, that's why everybody likes these the new style of TV where miniseries. The, these stories are yeah Almost. shorter seasons mm-hmm. and fifteen and, episode pickups instead of twenty six. Yeah, or even ten. You yeah. know, and then or six in the case of a lot of BBC shows, and then they run for three years. Like, Which Darren points out is a British broadcasting uh, corporation, not yes. company. Oh. Whatever. Uh, aren't we? Aren't we ashamed of yeah, that? I was actually we tempted to say it. Made a mistake. I was yeah. tempted to well, say it. Not like. entirely factual. <laughs> Badass bitches from Cleveland. <laughs> um, one thing I read about the Office uh, finale that I actually really enjoyed, in theory, uh, and obviously not having followed the characters, uh, I couldn't be super invested in it. But I mm-hmm. did like that the showrunners apparently approached the actors who've been 
playing these characters for so many years and said, what would you love to your see. character to do. What and would you love to see happen to your character? And they and they incorporated and they some off. of that. Right. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. That'd be a really fun way to contribute. Um, yeah, especially at, if you've been on that long, yeah. you you have a lot invested in in the characters and 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 when it's a documentary style anyway, and you right. style, I just I just fell into the trap of believing what's on television. <laughs> and if it's a documentary and you actually are that person, then, uh... so, Emily, if Crash were still on, where would you like to see young woman going? Oh, I do it in the nerd voice. No, no, no. This isn't. This isn't nerdy. It doesn't matter. Oh, everything's nerdy in the nerd voice. You just you're pandering now to Jeff. Just yeah. because he's an actron. <laughs> yeah. Someone tweeted it. I'm trying to. Someone tweeted it. We'll have plenty of t- opportunities. By the way, I think we should refer to it as, as Acron from now on because it does. Acron. Give it, Acron. Prefer, yeah, Acron. Acron. Because now it's now it's a planet. Yeah. In a, in a, the, the, in the birth superheroes. Acron. Uh, <laughs> 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 you should have built that up. You needed uh, some reverb on that. some reverb. So. What other shows do you watch? Oh, why? Just turn that thing off, man. Does I not know. matter. <laughs> what? We've bored the people enough. Oh, okay. So he's asking what other shows you watch. Yeah. Oh, what other shows I watch? Oh, thank God. Not that you've been in. Yeah, we um, exhausted that ages ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was a very brief discussion. Um, recently, uh, what other shows have you auditioned for? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah let's go through a list. <laughs> Don't get me started. I'm not watching a, a lot right now. I kind of fell out of television. I, I uh, mm. yeah. It's I, I you know in favor of something else or well since Netflix came on I've really just I cannot stop watching stuff of, like old television shows on mm-hmm. Netflix because as I discussed last time I love being able to just burn through shit and not having to to wait. wait. That's why I haven't been watching Game of Thrones. I want seven yeah. seasons and then I'll watch it. Yeah, you know and the problem is with Game of Thrones and uh, uh, to some degree Doctor Who not so much but definitely Game of Thrones is it's so popular you can't walk on the street without getting spoiled. Right. I'm the only person I know who watches Doctor Who, so um, that's it's nice to... You you know me, Marty. Yeah, but you're not up to date. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) I win! (laughs) Uh, Oh, do you guys like Catherine Tate? Like, she was on The Office for the past couple of seasons. Catherine Tate. I do like Catherine Tate. Uh, let me pull up a photo. I, I think actually she's, don't know her. I think she's very talented and a very funny woman. And, and they wasted her on that show. On Doctor Who. I think oh, and, and Doctor Who. And, and oh, yeah. on, but more so on The Office. But, oh, that's too bad. That's yeah. too bad. She has so much to offer. And, and I fabulous feel, breasts. Does she really? Mm, I'll be the judge of that. Um, <laughs> Hang on, Google Images. I'm coming. I, I think it's uh, maybe the Twitterverse can chime in, but I feel like it's pretty universally agreed that the Catherine Tate season on Doctor Who was one of the weakest. Mm-hmm. Is she? Um, Which is sucks because she... I would say her her uh, her introduction as the bride was one of the best that specials was great. ever. Yeah, and I remember seeing that. No, I have not. Work, watch the West Wing. Um, her her introduction. Uh, now, is she from Absolutely Warwick, Fabulous? you made me lose my yeah, you were, you train were, of thought. You were lamenting the 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 waste of. Catherine oh right, right, right. When you saw her on the when you saw her on the, the special as the bride, I remember screaming at the screen, going like, "Why is she not the next companion? What the fuck is wrong with you people? This is so clear and obvious." And then she came and on, then the and the screen was like, was like "I'm just a screen. I can't do anything about it. I'm just relaying information that's already been produced." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm oh oh Jeff, me Jeff. Jeff, me, I am watching Arrested Development this weekend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
That is one thing that I will keep. Now, I heard, oh no, we discussed this last time, that they're releasing everything uh, all at once. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the new the new uh, way to do it on uh, the Netflix. On the Netflix. They did that with that <laughs> wolf. The Netflix. The Netflix, oh, right. that yeah. wolf one. Hemlock just, Grove? Hemlock Grove was so bad. Oh, it was too bad. And, uh, I am so, I'm such a huge werewolf. The coffee's kicking in. I'm such a huge <laughs> werewolf fan. I would love to see an amazing. Wait. I am not blown away by Catherine Tate's boobs. Um, mm. All right. <laughs> and that's where that's what Bill has to offer. That's what, wow, there's Bill just keeping current. Callback. Yeah. No, that's not a callback if you just inject it into the, uh, the conversation that's going on. Look, so what, what is your, like a dog in the road. What's your favorite werewolf uh Sort of uh, myth or American werewolf in London. American yeah. werewolf in uh, London. Yeah, gotta be. it's yeah. true. So it's what? True. What comes? So is there anything that comes a, a close second? Um, Watching American Werewolf in London again. Actually, not talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> Let me think. Uh, you know, honestly, what is being done with Bigby Wolf in Fables? I just loved. I love Bigby Wolf in Fables. He's not necessarily a werewolf. He is a fable. Um, but man, I, I, you know the thing about oh my, <laughs> oh my! Darren just posted a busty Darren. photo of Catherine Tate's um, pretty juggy. cleavage. Yeah, she's yeah. juggy. Yeah, I don't know her at all. I don't think I've ever seen she's, her. In she had a sketch comedy show, the Catherine yeah. Tate show. The Catherine Tate show. She's smuggling two she tardises. Is that how? <laughs> is that? No. Or, or is it tard eye? Tard eye. Tard-eye. Get it right. All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're talking about the, the fable? <laughs> yeah, no, werewolves. I just love them. The thing that made him, the American werewolf in London so freaking good is the is the excruciating agony of watching him change. There's like that 15-minute sequence yeah. of him changing, and that just that just made it for me. Yeah. That you can actually see that whoever um, – I, I hate to say whoever did this because Richard Baker. Thank you. Rick thank Baker, you. Rick. That amazing talent, Rick Baker, <clears throat> uh, clearly like understood anatomy and what would mm-hmm. biologically happen if a man changed into a werewolf and how much it would suck. Those stretching fingers. Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, I've seen um, – I've, have you ever seen um, uh, uh, in Company of Wolves? That's another – that's probably oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. second. Company of Wolves is my second. But the yeah. changing but that, in that, that was story... never as vicious as, well, as that change in American Werewolf. In Hemlock Grove, they the change goes like you – it grows everything new, so like you you oh, yeah. you lose your skin and then you grow fur. On so like these people basically, you know, they, their eyes pop out and you know it's their teeth fall out. I think and it's just it it, it, it seems like they went in think, saying what can we do that will be more gross and yeah. we, we haven't seen before, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter that it's gross too. Like the right. grossness doesn't matter so much as like the simplicity of this is factually what would happen if you changed into a wolf and uh, and right. your body would it would hurt. I just appreciated and, the accuracy, yeah. <laughs> the anatomical accuracy of the That's transformation true. from man to lupine. <laughs> <laughs> Incorporating elements both of man and wolf. <laughs> There's your nerd voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think uh, and then Jenny Agutter. <laughs> that's why I liked it. I liked seeing um, Jenny Agutter. And, and, of course, Griffin Dunn. That whole, oh, God, he's so good. That, that mechanism or that device that they use to... he's rotting as, as exposition. the movie. His corpse is yes. rotting more. So more. Th- mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that, everyone should see that. That is by far the definitive werewolf movie. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. the werewolf movie within the movie of uh, Michael Jackson's thriller video. Yeah. See yeah, you next fun. Tuesday. <laughs> right? Oh, you remember the th- uh, the thriller video? 
Yeah, it yeah. starts out, and you, you think he's turning into a werewolf, and like, oh my god, and then it turns out they're just watching that movie. Oh, right, right, And right, as yeah. they cut to the people reacting on the screen, you hear yeah. the, the guy, he left us a note. See you, See next, you next Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> How weird that Darren just posted uh, the porn film called See You Next Wednesday, uh, which is the name of the... Oh, I wonder... It... Maybe it's See You Next Wednesday. Oh, right. Sorry, I'm totally spacing out. Um we're going to have to get down to... We're going to watch it right now. And yeah. See what it is. yeah. Watch it. We'll Cue get it back up. to you on this one, yeah. guys. Uh, just, <laughs> we're going to live tweet a rewatch. A little bit of silence. <laughs> yeah. Michael Jackson's Thriller video. Um, you mentioned Fables. At work. super excited you mentioned Fables. I don't yeah. know what Fables is. Fables is amazing. Fables is... Bill Willingham made... It, it, so, the... I think it is Once Upon a Time, the studio that's making Once Upon a Time bought the rights to Fables so no one could make a Fables while they were making Once Upon a Time. Somebody fact check this for me. Uh, and uh, the reason they did that is because Fables is so fucking phenomenal that if anybody made it, it would blow all of these other fairy tale things right out of the water. And I don't know why... Even Grimm. Yes. I don't know why. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I don't know why if you own the rights to Fables, you wouldn't make Fables because it's so phenomenal. Anyway, I'll tell you the story. It's... Um, uh, f- there was a there's there's two different worlds. There's our reality, and then there's the reality of fables. And there was a horrible war, civil war in in the f- in the world of fables. And there had to be a whole bunch of uh, uh, people. Ha- there was an exodus of of refugees from the fable world that came into our reality. And it's it's that story. They live in New York City, and they have uh, a block that's full of fables. And the witches, right. the witches that were the expats, had to uh, like they put spells around it so nobody can see it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's and it's a co- comic book graphic yeah, novel. It's a com- it's a, okay. Yeah, it's a comic book, and it's it's ongoing, uh, and it's it's really good. And I know that a lot of people probably stopped reading it after the uh, the the um, uh, uh, wood wars, the wooden soldiers wars. But I keep with it, folks. Keep with it. Keep with it. The wood it war is really not good. good? Uh, well, the the wooden soldier war was sort of a climax, and then you know, after any climax, you got to take a breather. <laughs> right, right. I've been, so I've been told, and um, <laughs> anyhow, and so so you know, there was a little bit of a lull, and everybody fell, everybody kind of fell out of it because fables really didn't ever have a lull before then. But right. it picks back up, and it's lovely. And Bill Willingham is so so strong with this story. And he's written the entire series, right? Yeah, solo. Yeah, uh, it was picked up by ABC in two thousand eight. At the end, um, they were going to develop it for the twenty uh, the two thousand nine television season, but uh, and then D- David Semmel came on to direct, and then. It was, yeah, it was scrapped. I, I don't think they bought it because of Once Upon a Time, but Once Upon a Time made it through the, the development cycle uh, no. instead. Is that not a good show? I don't know. I don't care. Why would I watch anything that isn't oh. fables? <laughs> well, there you have it. That's, now we know why you don't watch TV. You turn it on. Where's my fables? Not Click. as good as the comic book. Fuck <laughs> this. Yeah. That is... Um, actually, pretty much what happens. Right, you just turn it on, hoping that Fables will be on. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, damn it! It's another rerun of Raymond. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs to see this? They play that a lot. You know about everyone? Everyone loves Raymond or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They play that a lot. I noticed that. I'm, I don't know. I'm sorry. My ADD just kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> on airplanes too. Yeah. Uh, we're a little early. Right? Oh. But, I've been corrected by Warwick. They did not purchase the rights, and they have no idea how they got away with it. Probably because Fables, not the not the comic book, but uh, the well, entity, is 
very, very public domain. Right. <laughs> but uh, it's about as public domain as you can get. According to Wikipedia, ABC did pick up the rights, but um, uh, but they might still be available. Maybe can you know they might have turnaround. Can I have, have them? I'm just gonna you know. Yeah. It, it, I'm just gonna ask as innocently as ask. possible. Can I have them, please? Uh, do you, get back to me. Are you a writer as well? I do have a Twitter. I do. I do. And I have many werewolf ideas in my <laughs> mind. Yeah. Uh, and they're all just like trans, like, and this is just, a two yeah. hour transformation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, on the cellular with, level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Spend 15 minutes these, on his nails. These little, <laughs> I'm not sure. It's like little hairy toothed bacteria are just like attacking like, it's is, actually is the there story any subtext of his, of his yeah. cellular structure? Right. And at the end, it's just like, <laughs> it's a credit, werewolf piece credit. that takes entirely inside the body the of the man. You never come being, outside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the sequel is from going from the werewolf back to the man. <laughs> right. so there's really a lot gripping. of money. We just play the whole sequence There won't reverse. be a dry eye in the house after you witness this. Just office. call the top of the hour. and it's people, Most people are podcasting. It's, wow, Marty. Totally checked out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the top of the hour. You're listening to the Smod Coast Morning Show on the Smodcast Internet Radio Network. Some of us still care. <laughs> What are the comments? Just call it. Nobody's lit. It's not even that. No one cares. No one's lit. Just call it. Just call it. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I think. Yeah, you gotta. I don't know. What that was my Marty which, impression. I don't know what your point yeah. is. Yeah. So, are there any? What other comic books are you reading right now? Unfortunately, because of fi- a financial crisis, I'm not reading as many comic books as I would like to. Uh, so I had well, to once, kind of strip it down to the bare bones. Once this morning money comes rolling in, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll be rolling in comics. <laughs> um, That's how Kevin pays me in uh, comic books. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if anybody is bad. is listening live and ha- doesn't know, you can tweet in. It's at not actually the top of the hour. <laughs> Yeah, you can tweet in <laughs> at Nooner Dan Marty or email us at noonerpodcast at gmail Are there any ones that that you just said? You know, I have to keep reading these. Yeah, and unfortunately, they're the same ones that everybody keeps reading. Uh, so I don't have any like nerdy insight on them. But I, I keep up with fables. Obviously, I keep up with The Walking Dead, which I think needs to yes. end a rue. And I started, you know, when the when the new Fifty Two came out, the one that I was like, I really want to, I really want to read this because it's always been good. Was the new Authority and. And I am sorely disappointed, to be perfectly honest. So nothing's getting your your blood excited, or you know? No, no, no. And I, I, I it's it's really tragic. But you know, as soon as as soon as the money comes in, I'll have something to tell you all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you guys were talking about Grant Morrison before, right? That's oh, yeah. Up. If I'm uh, here, somebody's been talking about Grant right. Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> well, did, we talked about We Four last week. Or, I haven't read that. Uh, it's a good one. I, I have it lying around in my garage, and it, I'll, if I remember, I'll bring it in. Yeah. But it's a, it's an excellent one. Um, you know what I just read? Uh, uh, he, sorry, I, was, I can't read and talk at the same time. All right. Or it keeps <laughs> posting this fascinating stuff. I just read uh, Super God, not Super Gods by Grant Morrison, but Super God by Warren Ellis, which was a five-issue a story. Are they related? But no, they're not okay. related at all. Other than they're very confusing. It was really good. Okay, God is super. That's a little redundant, right? <laughs> well, and it's also ironic because Super God is about more than one super super god, so it should be super gods. But I believe Grant Morrison. Whereas Super Gods novel. is just about one guy who's <laughs> yeah. neither super nor a god. Yeah. Exactly. It's very confusing, but it's very good. I recommend everybody look into it. I am a huge Warren Ellis fan, and I support all that he does. Um, what are some other Warren Ellis titles? His magnum opus, in my opinion, is uh, Transmetropolitan. He's done. It's a great he's done, Pogue song. He's done so much stuff that the the mind boggles. 
Uh, he's had several runs on, you know, r- r- popular comics. He does things like, why is Anna Mercury popping up? I was not a huge Anna Mercury fan, but he did Anna Mercury and, um, God, why am I drawing a blank? He's, he's, he's magnificent. You got to check him out. He does, he's, everything he does is good. He's very scientific, very smart, very, uh, detail oriented, very detail oriented. And so when he works with Derek Roberts, it's just like a world of minutia. <laughs> <laughs> did you read, uh, Seven Soldiers? I did. I read. I yeah. I read the first trade of Seven Soldiers, and I didn't get. Uh, I didn't get that much further into it. But it's definitely one that I would like. Uh, is, if anyone in New York is listening, uh, <laughs> when I was there <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I left my copy of Swamp Thing in New York, probably in a Dwayne Reed. If you could return that, New York. <laughs> which which I really Swamp Thing? Appreciate it. The first trade paperback of Swamp Thing of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. Right. Yeah, that, so bloody good. All the Alan Moore's uh, Swamp Things are amazing. <laughs> They're so it's just good. so if you guys haven't read them, get them. You can get them really cheap used on, you know, on Amazon in the trade uh format. Mm-hmm. You've got um what's the uh the guy with the overcoat uh blonde guy? Are you talking Billy about Idol. Constantine? Yeah, yeah Constantine <laughs> has yeah. he has some appearances, but there's just some great yeah. things um and then uh, John Toddlebin did a bunch of the art which I really like. Um, they're just, they hold up upon, you know, readings and, and just the way, uh, the, like there's plant man, I guess is the, the villain in one of the things. Okay. And, uh, it's just great how they take this like really silly villain from, you know, the super, you know, the superheroes or whatever, justice league or, you know, super friends era. And they make him just like this really sad, weird character. And Mm -hmm. it's just really, really cool. Um, what about any non, uh, do you read any like indie, uh, indie comics? comics? Uh, I used to be, uh, he was not indie anymore. I used to really like John Hickman and he, he exploded and now he's doing, he's doing like an Avengers title or something, mm-hmm. I think. But before when he was doing nightly news, the night, if you've ever read the nightly news, everybody mm-hmm. check out the nightly news. It's the one, it's the one comic that every filmmaker has read and go and has thought, I would love to make this a movie, but it's absolutely undoable there's no chance it could ever possibly be made because it's so it's not just violent but it's the kind of violent that would inspire like copycat crimes because it's Mm -hmm. all about killing the media and how the media is uh corrupt and bogus and um how it controls the world and does so poorly and uh it but it's brilliant and it's something that you could only make in a comic book and so it should be read people and that's the joy of comic books you can get things like um what was the uh frank miller super violent one uh, uh, all of them. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The, the, the one that takes place in the future uh, with the robot. Ronan? No. Um. The oh god. Okay, keep talking. I'm it's gonna. Not Sin City. No, it's not no, Sin City. because that actually super did, violent. Get, did get made into a movie though. Um. No, it's not a, a very interesting. The one, one uh, hard. I really like that. What's movie. it called? Oh god. Keep talking. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Uh. So somebody asked me if I read Preacher. Yes, of course I read Preacher. Thoughts of on course. Preacher? Of course. <laughs> who, who do you think you're talking to here? Um, <laughs> That'll be your last tweet of the show that I read. <laughs> of course, Preacher is brilliant. There's like a there's like a troika of uh, brilliant uh, brilliant comic books, and it's like you got to read. You have to read Preacher. You have to read Transmetropolitan, and you have to read uh, Sandman. Sandman. Like that's the troika that you have got to. Am I using that word right? That you've got sure. to read. I mean trifecta. Trifecta, the triumvirate. So many. Those are the three that, like, if you want to do anything, if you ever want to have a conversation with a nerd 
and and not lose utter credibility. You got to read those. I never got into Sandman. What? <laughs> I loved them. Um, what? I, that was Bill. I loved them. Um, <laughs> I loved the the Sandman where he has to take over the gates of hell. Oh God, that one's really brilliant. Enjoyed that. Yeah. That might be the only one I've I've gotten into. I've glanced here and there at some others, and it's just if like, you like hell hey, stuff, it's a read weird Preacher. There's looking, a looking talking rabbit. All right, I'm out. But I liked the uh, I liked the uh, that gates of hell one. Um, yeah, read read Preacher. There's some amazing stuff with the devil in Preacher. Hard Boiled is the one I was thinking of. Oh. With the, it was a Dark Horse comic with uh, Jeff Darrow did the art. Uh, if you can pull up a, uh, just an image. Just, uh, no, yeah. never mind. It's I fine. Do it. uh, Jeff Darrow, Hard Boiled. See if that brings right. up anything. Um, yeah, that... I I also like the, some of the fanographic stuff. I haven't been keeping up, but, you know, all the... Um, the Dan Close stuff. Anybody read those? No? I don't know Dan no. Close. And uh, and then, of course, Chris Ware. Um, Olivia, if you're listening, check out Chris Ware, because I think he's worked with Chip Kid on stuff. Um, it's just some of the most beautifully designed stuff, and so just heart-wrenchingly well-written. Yako, if you're... You should read that, because it's something that's literate, and, um, and also, it would never work... I mean, that's the great thing about comic books. The best comic books are uniquely suited for that format. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why uh, we t- I think we might have talked about it last week. Like, only uh, Ang Lee's The Hulk tried to capture what that is, to, what it's like to read cinematically. Comic, cinematically. Mm-hmm. And it, the story wasn't good. But the, the, yeah, the story, t- the, but the editing and, and that way. He tried to mimic that, you know. You know, one, this is really strange because it, it, it's kind of counterintuitive, but there's a series of movies called, uh, well, a series of books called Day Watch, Night Watch, Twilight Watch, which is, they're really wonderful. It's sort of like Twilight, but for um, grownups. But they made a, oh, <laughs> yeah, there Jeff, you go. Jeff Darrow did some, like, he did, like, the Where's Waldo of, of like, violent, just mayhem. <laughs> For those listening, we are looking at the back of someone's head blown out. You We're can see his through. teeth. Yeah, you can see his, the, his bottom his gums. Jaw. I totally appreciate the anatomical accuracy of yes. that yeah. violence. Absolutely. Yeah. His ears are intact, however. Yeah, well, because he's got to hear. Yeah. I also question how he would still be standing. <laughs> <laughs> he could be sitting up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there's this, but they made the movies, the series of books, Daylight. Or, or Day Watch, Night Watch, and Twilight Watch. They made the movies, and they're Russian. Right. So if you watch these movies, what they did with the subtitles was they made it's, it's it's really the closest thing I've ever seen to like sort of reading a comic book was they made the subtitles sort of mimic like the emotion of what's being said. Hmm. And oh, it, neat. Yeah. yeah, and like because there's va- there's vampires in it, and so like if a vampire speaking Russian is like having a bloodlust, they'll kind of make the words drip. Like his lines oh, wow. drip, and there's a there's like a scene where uh, a guy's a little like rattled, he's a little shaken and startled, and the and the words kind of start to to tremor. And you know how it is when you watch a movie and you don't understand what they're saying, and you can hear they're emphasizing words, but you don't know which word they're emphasizing. In the subtitles, when that word is hit, they'll like make it get a little bit bigger. Right, the way like, you way a comic book letterist would exactly, yeah. and that's probably the closest, most successful, and really kind of engaging way I've ever seen. You know, 
that comic book feel happen in a movie. Oh, that's neat. And, but I strongly recommend those movies. They're so bloody good. They're directed by Timur Bekmambetov. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, who did Wanted um, with with Angelina Jolie. Yes. Which is a comic book uh, as well. Oh, was but. that the one with uh, James McAvoy too? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Where they bend the bullets? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us about the science of that. Uh, it was boring. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but he didn't. Did he do the? My scientific analysis concludes. Um, did, how was the third one? The third Twilight Watch. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Is it even out yet? I don't think so. I, and he didn't direct it. I don't think. Oh, so. crumbs. Yeah. But so Daywatch was as good as Night or Daywatch and Nightwatch were both really good. I mean, they're they're like you know they're not perfect. They're kind of they're kind of poppy. But it's like Russia trying to be. America, so it's a little Good bit luck. skewed. Yeah. It's a little bit wonky, but it, it gives it this really sort of unique, <laughs> otherworldly flavor that that is, I just savor it. Uh, so I was looking up the there just online. There was a a, uh, a supervillain that was in uh, the DC world called Hemoglobin, oh, Hemogoblin. And he was clever. He is notable mainly for inflicting members of the New Guardians with the AIDS virus. He was killed in battle, uh, and it's just like the irony. So ill thought out about like what's a superpower? Well, it gives people AIDS. Wow. Uh, you know that's somebody trying to be relevant. He's a super you know? homo. Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> Did you just say super homo? I did. But, the, <laughs> but in a voice that made it clear that I was stupid. Yeah. 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 And th- so this was in the late 80s when very, you know... It, it <laughs> when was, people thought AIDS only came from, from gay men. Mm-hmm. Uh, or and also where we just didn't know that much about the disease. Do you have a itself. picture? Can I see a picture of him? Of, of, the, uh, super of the hemogoblin? Of the hemogoblin. Goblin. I'll find it. Uh, yeah. I just found the front side of uh, that Frank... The uh, reverse. The reverse. Oh, the eyeballs dangling yeah, there in the, uh, in the blown out face. I don't know why I can't. So is that guy in the back being shot too? Yes. I th- it looks like that's who was the initial target. Target. <laughs> right, he was this guy just got in the way. All right, we're talking about things that nobody can see. Sorry about that. <laughs> Let's talk about images on the radio. Yeah. Uh, Google Frank Miller headshot, I guess. So <laughs> it got me thinking, like, that to me is one of the worst supervillains ever. It's a pretty but, bad call. Uh, Although I would be afraid of him. Can you think of any others? I'm just going to go through a couple, and you can think of them. There was uh, Turner D. Century, who uh, oh, yeah. who uh, used to pretty, ride pretty a cornball, a penny farthing. You know, no, he rode a tandem bicycle. Well, that's a waste of time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but he it, was a hipster, it flew, wasn't he? It flew through San Francisco, and um, he and he crashed. got really expensive coffee in Echo Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's San Francisco. Pay attention. If he can fly on the bike, he can fly all the way to Echo Park. Uh, it could happen. And he he was uh, fighting Daredevil. Was- uh, he got shot down by one of my favorite villains, actually. Um, there, there are so many janky, low-rent yeah, villains that are kind of worthless. That and, nobody um, knows. Yeah, and oh, you know how... Uh, do you remember Mark, Runewald, Mark Runewald was a, a Marvel writer for a while, and he was kind of obsessed with history and, mm-hmm. and uh, mythology of Marvel, and he wrote a storyline for Captain America about this character named Scourge, who was a master of disguise, who would just show up randomly in these little vignettes and gun down 
these these like low rent villains that no one cared about awesome. and they did it over over months like it just would be this small thing that would happen they used the same sound effects every time so you knew it was linked to something that had happened before and after he killed somebody he would say justice is served and then like rip off his mask and he was a mystery and then finally there was this uh, uh, I wanted to say episode issue where all these all the shitty villains including Turner Decentury and all these people you never would have heard of ever unless you had some obscure like 1962 Marvel team up mm-hmm. They meet at a bar to talk about Scourge and what are they going to do because everyone's really scared. And the bartender pulls out two machine guns and just guns down like 20 <laughs> shitty Marvel <laughs> and shoots them all. And it's really graphic. And he's like, justice is served. What, where was this? This was uh, a run in Captain America. That is so great. I imagine the brilliant. editors are like... What are we going to do about these guys? It's literally house cleaning. They're like, we'll just yeah. we get rid of all these guys. Awesome. And there was, and they were all really dumb. And like one of them was, they were kind of like trying to like show off in front of each other, but they all had stupid powers. Yeah. And one of them, one of them in the thought balloon was like, God, this is so embarrassing. Nobody knows who I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's Gotta really, find that. Oh my God. That's great. I've that's never hilarious. heard of that. That's uh, nice. So in just at the beginning of September in 2001, Marvel Comics introduced the villain Jihad. Oh, boy. Who was fighting... Keep it topical, guys. Keep it topical. But it was before September 11th, and he uh, was fighting the Fantastic Four, and needless to say, he did not last long in the Marvel Universe. (laughs) They wish they could have put him in in that bar. The best villains came out, like, in the 60s in the DC Comics, where... So Just, they're like Dick Tracy corny. Like, yeah. So yeah. over the top. Yeah. There's one called Bureauke Rat. Oh, Bureauke Rat. Rat. I think it's, I think it's, not, it's yeah. given if your name is a pun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a bad character. You're, you're, the score, you're on the score just yeah. list. There was, a, there was a Marvel <laughs> villain called the Basilisk. And his real name was Basil Elks. Well, that oh, happens yeah. a lot, like Ed. God, shut up. Uh, like Edward Nigma and stuff like right. that. Oh, you know, like yeah. that happens a lot. But like, if and you're, it's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Hannibal the cannibal. Uh, we talked about that already, but so the Bjork rat had a red tape ray gun that will slow things down <laughs> yes. so that he could take over the city. Uh, and then there was also, well, I think my, oh my god, there was dog gone disaster. Oh no, canine. I'm sorry. Who had an ultrasonic dog whistle? Who surely not the robotic uh, dog companion from the Tommy Baker Doctor Who episodes? Uh, K nine. No. K nine. No, uh, it's just a guy in a dog suit. If, if, right. Uh, this is what <laughs> Much it stupider. Like. Oh, it's Wilfred. Yeah, it's basically Wilfred exactly. <laughs> uh, and I think one of my favorites was Paste Pot Pete, who had oh, yeah. you know had many appearances in as things you know in the seventies, and he basically shot paste at people. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> which which kids could? <laughs> I love how James' mind just went just really like, dirty. Oh my God! <laughs> Why? Well, kids could totally relate because they would eat paste and throw up in school, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that is evil." That is evil. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, we got to find out what episode, uh, what what issue of Captain America that was. I feel like it was it was uh, right before issue three hundred, but I, I it, uh, unfortunately the art wasn't wasn't great. It was there's a stretch where the I like the writing, but I didn't like the art in the in the books. But it's a great storyline, and in fact, they ended up uh, Cap goes undercover as one of the guys gunned down in the bar, and they leak a news story that he actually survived. Mm-hmm. So he goes undercover as the guy, and that's how he captures Scourge. But as he captures him, uh, the same like gun sound effects. It was always boom, spack. Those are the sound effects. Uh-huh. The same sound effects <laughs> occur, and a helicopter flies away, and the guy's like, "Justice is served." So it's like Scourge somehow shot Scourge. What's going on? Wow. 
Um, and when I say scourge, I mean scourge. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Emily, even though I did call you a co-host, you still are somewhat of a guest. Uh-oh. And we just, we just have a thing on the show. When we, we got other lame villains to talk about. When we got to... Uh, what? We got way more lame villains to talk about. Yeah. All right. I mean, they're the lame villains that people know, you know, like the ones that actually had a presence and, and that are recognizable. Right. Well, any, any, I thought all those early Spider-Man villains were pretty yeah, dumb. So I've got Mysterio some and Vulture. And I've got oh, oh, look at this. There's the Purple Man. Uh, he was, uh, I believe, Nobody a Daredevil villain. Stilt Man was a really didn't lame. Didn't the Flash yeah. always have a whole lot? But then there was like, wasn't, the there, wasn't there like a stilt woman? Like, didn't they extrapolate that lameness into another iteration of... Horrible. A spin-off? A spin-off <laughs> yeah. character? Like, I think there was, like, a still woman. The thing is, with any any dumb um, oddball villain, you can it, you can have a good writer make, make him so relevant. It. Like, like you were saying, Moore. Plant Man. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I, I'm, I'm loathe to rip on some of these villains that but suck. Because, like, yeah. but, the, but did you read the episode when, when yeah, Mysterio it turns still, out that he's... You know, have like, to no, think I of didn't. Like, I just think he's fucking dumb. You he's have to think about when, when they thought when, it up. Yeah. Right. You know, you can... You yeah. can top, pol- you know, I guess they sort of Alan Moore polished a turd, right. but he didn't create that turd. Somebody else did. And you have to think like, what were they thinking? I love Stan Lee's old story of, of you know, how Marvel was sort of renowned or maybe comic books in general, but they were forerunners back in the 60s, renowned for like bringing a character back to life and having this complicated story for how they survived the explosion or whatever. Yeah. And he said they were just cranking them out so often that they would write a storyline with a character they'd killed off and had totally forgotten that they'd killed them off. And someone would be like, uh, guys, uh, he was killed in issue four. And he'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah. And you have to then go back and explain how he miraculously survived. <laughs> like at Lucasfilms, they, they have a librarian there who basically keeps the lore together. Right. And, oh, my God. That has just, to be the most coveted job yeah. in all of nerddom. Right. Yeah. No, you can. Uh, he was interviewed on some podcast, but he basically. How is he not, how is he not like the most famous man in nerddom? Like I he know. should be the hailing, like the prince regent, you know? Right. And yeah, and basically his job is. But then he also has to read all the fucking novels. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's where he's got to sift yeah. through Splinter in the Mind's so, Eye. In 1941, uh, Marvel Comics came up with a, a villain, a German. You know, they, this is during the the World War II. They were trying to create propaganda. The World War II. The World War II. <laughs> the World War II. <laughs> so this guy, not the Second World War. <laughs> the the character, his his last name was Hertz, and he was a in a uh, terrible accident while working. Dick. Um, <laughs> Sorry, fourth grade. No, it's <laughs> fine. Uh, he was working in a mechanical laboratory and had a tragic accident that took both of his arms and uh, left him with a bitter hatred of all machines. And so he, he's, in his recuperation, he learned how to use his, uh, turn his feet and legs into weapons and, and he could handle knives and guns. <sighs> and his name was Armless Tiger Man. Wow. That's wow. not Chinese. He's not Chinese. Wow. Uh, no, he was German. He was yeah. German, but he, he certainly l- looked uh, Asiatic. They, they more- so, they, so they got the Japanese in there, too, to take a hit. So sure. Right. Asiatic German. Right. No, seriously. Yeah. They were covering all their bases. Yeah, they were. With, with armless <laughs> Just tiger call him, man. Call him Axis Man. Oh, yeah. Wow. So that, that that's that's pretty bad. And then you've got Pink Pearl who fought Pink Alpha Flight. Pearl, yeah. yeah, there were some weird Alpha Flight villains. Uh, Gilded Lily was this like yeah. old woman covered in gold named Lily. It's like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I think we really got, reach in there. They started running out of themes here when they everyone was fat at one point. Yeah, you the know, blob. There, no, the blob. there were no fat heroes, are there? Like matter eating eating lad in and uh, yeah, no. in, in <laughs> yeah, that's whatever. True. Um, um, 
I don't know. In the Legion of Superheroes. Fat heroes. I mean, it's terrible. It's a terrible statement. Well, no, it? they do that. Because, like, you remember Maro? I really loved Maro when she was, like, a bad guy and she was fuck ugly and she had, like, bones sticking out of her and, like, half her, like, she looked like she was, like, she was, you know, um, just, like, scabby. Like, she was just <laughs> disgusting. And, uh, and then she became a good guy and she got, you know, beautiful and sexy and and I didn't like her so much right. anymore. There's some of the, like, Foggy Nelson, some of the sidekicks are kind of on the heavier side. But Foggy didn't, didn't have any superpowers. I mean, friendship. Uh, he had the power of friendship. <laughs> Adam West, uh, the first Batman. Um, that count as fat? No. <laughs> Sorry. Aww, Sorry, how Mr. Dare West. You? I met him. He's fine. He's good. Right. We're, uh, we're, we're home. I never liked Onslaught, that huge um, Professor Xavier uh, Magneto conglomeration mm. character who launched, who inadvertently launched that sort of reboot of Captain America by yeah. killing him. I, I thought it was I thought it was an interesting character. I was really disappointed that the truth behind it was that Magneto stuck a piece of evil in yeah, Charles. Yeah. It was like, couldn't he just have ego for being that powerful? Couldn't yeah. it be something within him that made yeah. him evil? Did it have to be power, absolute power like, corrupt. Yeah, just absolutely pull the rug out from anything interesting about this storyline and make it that he was poisoned by someone else's That's, evil? That's such a cop out. Yeah, right. when people try to explain things, it always gets a little bit lamer. Moveon.org. Let's hit that Jeez. button. <laughs> Marty finally brings topics to the table and then doesn't let us talk about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We've gone on for enough on, on that. I think that, that was a long time. Gonna put you at ease If you like it rough Well tough You can polish Alright, so this is a part of the show uh, Some listeners This is from back in our nooner days Yes we'd ha- When we'd have actual guests And I would come up with Actual Actual guests And you are an actual guest Yeah, so you're, you are a rare uh, occurrence in this morning world I threw her some softballs two weeks ago Yeah Oh did we play? Did you play it? The the theme? Fuck yeah! Oh, okay. So you know that. Respect you know the, the format, man. Uh, well, it doesn't always happen. Um, <laughs> all right. So here we go. When you, you do, do you play role playing games? Oh, do I? Okay, we'll get into that later. <laughs> all right, I'm <laughs> going to check out. I'll see you guys later. What do you eat? <laughs> what while, do I eat? What do you eat while gaming? Hummus. 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 It's a lot of hummus. Really, hummus of all different flavors. And, hummus, and you, you, do you think that's a universal thing? Like you know, there's a, a hummus chat. No, board? because I have several. I have several different groups. Uh, the one that I game with the most, it's hummus. I have another group where we really don't eat. I don't know what it is. They're, oh, it's it's like everybody is on a diet in this other group, and so nobody. Oh, yeah, the anorexia club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes perfect sense. Uh, and so they they just sort of like it's it's sort of awkward like. Not a lot of food on the table. And then the last group that I eat with is chips and salsa, which I would take a guess is the most common snack food for gamers. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Marty, you're a foodie. What would you what would you bring to the table? Yeah. At a, at uh, a, at a little I, gaming session. I think the you know, dipping things is, is a good thing. Like, you know, I think the uh, hummus thing is I'm down with that. I think that's a good way to go. I think you gotta come up with good things to dip into it. Besides mm. just pita, you know, right. you know, you do some crudite. Um, what I like is I, I really like ranch dressing. If you make it from scratch, it's really delicious. Mm-hmm. Wow! Um, and uh, it's, it's I wouldn't know how to do that. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty easy, uh, and uh, you can dip anything into that, and that just that makes me happy. It makes me f- nostalgic for the seventies. Uh, yeah. So that's what I would do. <laughs> because also, ranch dressing. Right. Because mm-hmm. I imagine like, you know, some mothers like putting out the l- little snacks for her kids when they're playing D&D. Right. And it could right. be like veggies and dip. 
okay. What is summer's coming up? What's going to be your summer jam or what's your summer jam so far? Jam? Jam music wise. Oh, merciful heavens. I'm so out of touch with the with the with the modern music scene. I just It can be an old school jam. I just discovered uh Mike Patton's run with uh Peeping Tom. Mm. And uh, Mike Patton of Faith No More. Of Faith right? No More yeah. and my favorite band ever. He replaced ever. Um, Chuck Mosley in Faith Gold. No More. Oh, okay. Chuck yes. Mosley lives in Cleveland. He's a chef. So I'm really taken with that. But I do want to point <laughs> out that Mr. Watterson just introduced me. me to Roger Miller. Oh, so good. And I'm all over that. He's I'm got a song called it. In the Summertime. Yeah. In the summertime when all the trees and leaves were green. Yeah. And the red bird sings, I'll be blue because you don't want my love. Yeah, I just got introduced he's to a, Rambling. He's a hip-hop guy? Roger yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> Apparently. Uh-huh. He, uh, I've talked about Roger Mullen's show before. I must have. He, he was the rooster in Disney's um, Robin Hood. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest. Isn't he King of the Road? He's King of the, he wrote King of the Road. He wrote uh, Dang Me, which was a which won Dang. tons of awards for him. Dang. I'm the seventh out of seven sons. My pappy was a pistol. I'm a son of a gun. Yeah. Um, and he also wrote the music for Big River. Yeah. Robert's there you Big go. River. So he, he John Goodman's made, break. He must have made a mint off that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> James, you got a summer jam to recommend out there? You know, it's a little old, but uh, you know, it's a few months old now. But I, I'm still digging this Bruno Mars. I'm not into a lot of the new stuff because I'm just getting old, I guess. But this Bruno Mars locked out of heaven. I think because it has that uh, throwback feel to the police mm. staying in the police. It kind of has that same uh, baseline and stuff. So. I just dig it. That's the one I people see me screaming, <laughs> singing <laughs> top of my lungs like a retard driving down the street, but I love it. That's, All right. my, that's my jam. Uh, I think so far, right now, it's uh, what's been hitting the, the uh, YouTube has been Daft Punk's new single, Get Lucky. Oh, yeah. And it's really infectious. And their album actually drops today. So uh, today's episode was brought to you by the new Daft Punk album, which I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, they didn't give us any money. So when they we say brought to you by, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get Lucky is the fastest selling single of 2013. There you go. Right. Uh, Looks like someone got lucky. <laughs> with Because when they sold, it's not generally speaking, it's difficult to sell a lot of records. So there's certainly an element of luck. And not just luck. You have to also credit their work ethic and they're creative you know what what's the, th- what's the ladies and gentlemen <laughs> the comedy stylings of bill watterson no it's good that was awesome uh <laughs> it was great i enjoyed it <laughs> what's what's your go-to power tool what's your favorite power tool oh well it's gotta be the you can take this super metaphysically if you want really yeah this can be you can answer emotionally oh uh, uh or, just Open it up. Open or, it up. Or if, or if there's an actual power right. tool that you go to, then you go to that power tool. I'd really like to use a jigsaw. Ooh. And you can take that um, metaphorically. <laughs> no, or um, sexually. Uh, no, I'd really like to use a jigsaw. I think, I think I would really like to cut intricate shapes out of thin wood. I thought you were going to say out of my next door neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) And then put them back together again. Yeah. (laughs) Wee! (laughs) Make a day of it. Uh, Jeff was uh, recommending the new Lonely uh, Island songs. Uh, They're funny. Those guys are very funny. Um, And that's... Do you guys have power tools? You guys don't build shit. I mean, I have a, a... 
cordless drill, but cordless drill is yeah, a go-to. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Much it. but you can get a lot done with that. You know, you can put those in reverse and take things out. Yeah. What? Sweet. Because <laughs> there's a switch. I don't know what it does, but uh, maybe I actually <laughs> lost the chuck key to my my drill, so it's uh, uh I can't I can't swap out the the bits. So let's get into the gaming thing. Last week we did talk about the new uh, the the Dungeons and Dragons five revision. Yeah. Do you have any opinion thoughts about that? And well, I was in a group. I was in a test group for that. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, what are the big differences between that and four point five? They simplified the heck out of it. It's so stripped down. It's like in a good way. Uh. Yeah, kind of. I just remember... Or in a know, pandering way. A little bit of both. Because I just remember, you know, playing the playing the older versions and you just would have, like, a, a, a book of, you know, like, spells and it'd be like somebody's turn. You'd be like, hold on. And limp finger through um, it trying to find a certain... Do the voice. <laughs> yeah. Please give me one moment while I peruse my arsenal. And... <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, Thank you. it's nice, it's nice to have everything simplified, but at a certain point, <laughs> Wait, why did you stop? Uh, at a certain point, it does sort of feel like you're just throwing dice. You might as well be playing crap. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my experience. And the, the, the module that they gave us was so bloody dull. Like, you know, for me, I, the way I play, I'm such a storyteller that I don't really give a flying fuck about the mechanics of combat. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. So I, I, like, I just want an amazing GM or keeper if you're playing Call of Cthulhu. And, um, <laughs> I really, that <laughs> will let big me. big if, people. <laughs> that will let, really let me, like, explore a character and tell a story. And, and I'm really just so much more interested in character interaction. So when you give me a lousy module, of course my review is going to be bad, no matter how right. simplified your combat is. And, did they put the group together randomly? They gave it to our uh, to our dungeon master, and he pulled together the group. Do you guys right. have? A, does your name have a group? And it was group have it a name? Wasn't uh, no, <laughs> it, no, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know how he how he got the how he got the the preview. But. And so, what do you um? What ver- are you going to convert then? I don't know. Uh, like what version are you playing right now? Right now, well, we we were we were still we were still running the module the last time we played, and then it fell apart because the guy who ran it, uh, who is writer director, it's actually I'm going to let you know it's Travis Oates. It's the guy who did oh. the stop. He's our he's our dungeon master. He's a really tremendous dungeon master, and he he started getting you know work. <laughs> ah, that fucker! I know. God damn! Man. I'm going to test the theory now. Suddenly, hey, <laughs> I'd love to sit in on one of those. Uh, Look, see, oh. <laughs> I, I got the same thing. The stare of, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's not yeah. going to happen. Uh, no guess. Well, it's not going to happen because it's not because he he's working. He's you know oh. earning money, and we're no, all. No, I want. He's actually contributing oh, so member of society, and he's like, yeah. "What no, the fuck I was wanna, I doing with my free I time? Play. What a weird <laughs> thing to do." If ever you have an opening, or I don't even know how it works, I would love to play. Well, um, I'll tell you what, little. Private chatter here. Uh, my yeah, roommate nobody, is. Everybody, stop listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. chat and talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. Uh, my roommate is a huge Call of Cthulhu fan, and he's looking to pull together a group that could meet regularly to perhaps do. I don't know which game he was looking at running, uh, but he was looking to do a, a Cthulhu group because Cthulhu is my. That's your game. That's your, your, my your, game. Your jam. It's do you my, guys dress up? Jam. No. 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 We don't you? LARP. Bill. Well, there's Bill. Difference between, oh my God. There's a difference Bill. between wearing a Dare costume you. and full on they, But they do become the character. <laughs> we don't need costumes to become we the character. We just embody, Bill. I, embody I don't know it. if yeah. you know a little bit about acting. 
but uh, we wear internal costumes. <laughs> yeah, we become the characters. So, Call of Cthulhu versus I mean, can you what what is the what is that game for those who Call of Cthulhu for those for can those you break who down don't what know. the fuck you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Bill is asking what I he's getting to the heart of my question. So, in about the 1920s, there was this, there was this fellow named H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, I thought it was Lovecraft. I love a craft. Yeah. Um, he wrote these stories that were, uh, I guess you'd file them under cosmic horror. Crazy. Horror. From beyond. Yes. Uh, and that. they're really, they're really mysterious. Like, they're very suspenseful. You don't really ever see the monsters. You just experience uh, the, the humans who have, why is Mario still playing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put on the Cthulhu music. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Come on. Uh, you, like, you I'm never using really my see... pineal gland right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what that smell was. Go on. Hey now. <laughs> you never really see the monsters. You just experience what the um the Which is why they make terrible movies. Right. Yeah. Really, unless you make them like 12 Little Indians or something suspenseful and Hitchcocky, where you never actually see it, it's just not going to work. Because the whole basis is if you see these things, you go crazy. So you can't show it... And then, you know, the, experience, the the audience goes, I'm not going crazy. Fail. Right. You know, so you can never show it. Um, um, fundamental flaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, 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 so the game is, you know, you, you are in this world where there are these monsters and these elder gods and these, you know, uh, creatures that you can never see. But you experience the effect that they have on the world. And then you as the player have to discover what the hell is going on. So it's role playing hide and seek kind of. It's, I think of it, it's just like investigation. You do a whole lot of oh, cool. uh, And you play regular people? Yeah, you play normal people who, it's generally like you're an absolutely normal person who has just had an inexplicable experience. I want to play that. It's so cool. And I How do you get into character for that? <laughs> Zing. Burn. <laughs> um, but, uh, My reality is normal. <laughs> Your reality is twisted and disgusting to me. This is a lot of fun. I came to it without... I started playing when I actually didn't know anything about H.P. Lovecraft. So it was an authentic experience for me, Bill. Snarky <laughs> question answered, realistically. Thank um, you. <laughs> so, I, uh, so I really... I literally got to discover... I literally got to discover what was going on and experience what my character was experiencing because I didn't know. Like, you'd get... Re something would be revealed or some character would walk in and all the guys around the table would go, oh, I know what that is. And I'd be like, I legitimately don't know. I'm so excited. I legitimately have no idea. And it was really fun for the for the, for the people I was playing with because I would just walk into shit because I didn't know and it was so authentic. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't even know when I was starting to play that you could go crazy by looking at things. So, you know, the, the keeper would give the, the clue that something was about to happen and everybody else at the table was like, I run. And I was like... I'm going to see what this is. I'm going to investigate. So you played for like an hour and then yeah. and then just sat there for the next like 17 weeks just waiting for, you know, because your, so your character was So if yeah. your character had gone crazy, would they just come to you and you would have to say in what way you'd be behaving crazily now? Because the one guy could cool. be like, I, I run, I hide. I pick my nose and eat my boogers because <laughs> I've gone crazy. <laughs> no, it's really because if you go crazy, it's like if you lose a certain amount of sanity and so much time, you actually have to... Uh, take on a psychological problem. Uh, one of my my roommate when he was playing Cocoa for Cocoa Pops. Cocoa for Cocoa Pops. <laughs> when he was playing, he went crazy because he was talking to a woman. Oh, that'll who later, do it. Like yeah, who like exploded and became a monster, and he went so batshit crazy in so short an amount of time that he had to play the rest of the game with gynophobia. 
Oh, and that was that, that's what I got. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the name of what Marty has. Yes, <laughs> gynophobia. Um, so is that fear of women or fear yep. of lady parts? Fear of women. women. And women. So that was the game when I started playing. So right, yeah, like that's I'm, was, I'm bringing that to the table before timely. the first roll of the dice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah that's like describes most right. Call of Cthulhu games. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's weird if you don't have gynophobia. So, so you have you have fear of women. Yeah. Oh, we're get, we're playing. Okay, right, right. Sorry. Uh, yeah. The affliction would be now. You're a ladies' man, and like, right. I don't know like, what to I, do. I, I don't know what to do. Uh, somebody, I, so, how did you find Lifeline? Your games, the, like the, my gaming groups. Your, yeah. I uh, honestly, when I moved out to Los Angeles, uh, and Travis Oates really facilitated that move. Thank you, Travis. Fuck you, Travis. Um, <laughs> I uh, he he was in it, and he was like my main friend, and he really helped me get my feet under me out here. And and he was, you know, he's a magnificent uh, role player, and so he he brought me into the group, and then that you know spun off on other groups, and um, you know it just got the ball rolling. And I have about three groups, one, only one that really meets. Responsibly, right? And regularly. Had you played before? No, I really never played before I moved out wow. to LA. You got a lot of people excited out there. Ron C wants to know if you play online. I don't. I don't even know what he's talking about. Well, I think they they computers, people, the internet, the the, the 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 internet, the interwebs. <laughs> yes, I think some people will do it either you know through skyping or oh right or there are online groups you know like games that that facilitate we that, did look know. into that we had one of our members go up to canada for a while and we were like can we do this online but then we all got lazy and we didn't want it's more it. fun i think to, to have everybody in one group yeah you know all that body odor just mingling together <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. and the smell of dried out hummus yeah. just wafting through the uh, uh good time <laughs> <laughs> and have you played any other games besides Cthulhu or uh, I, I there's another game or there's another group that I play with that does the fate system and they do uh, they have I guess it's their own their own stylings that's on the fate system but I, they, they're the least responsible we get together like maybe once every three months and do you but. lose a thread the thread when you when you play that infrequently yeah 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 yeah, we have one guy who's so into it that he'll document every not, not just document like not just list the facts of what happened, but he will write. He will write a brief, like a story, like a short story of what mm. happened that time. So those are, you know, that comes in handy. Handy if you can if you can hack through them. Oh, he's not a good writer. No, he's he's a good writer, but it's like you know how interesting can it be when you played it and you just want to like get a refresher, you know? <laughs> Maybe I'm a dick. Sounds like it. Well, <laughs> yeah. you are on the show, and yeah. that's what we attract. I get along with Bill. Yeah, that's a, that's a prerequisite right there. <laughs> there are a couple other games I've always, let us know if you guys play and if you um, play live RPGs and uh, which ones you do play. Uh, Marty sent a list of topics, and RPG was on it, and I honestly, until just now, was like, I don't know why we're discussing rocket grenades? propelled grenades. I, that's I, what I thought. Been, Maybe that was a big one in the news. Oh, was there an attack? Right. Yeah, that's, no. That was my favorite character in the October Guard. Yeah. G.I. Joe was the big fat guy with the rocket propelled grenade. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, who is that artist who, who did such a good job with G.I. Joe with the soup? Michael Golden, I think it was, with oh. the super exaggerated yeah. perspectives and the guns. Like the guns would be way too big way for you to carry. Yeah. And he, he was always called on for the October Guard specials, and he did such a good job with those characters. Yeah. Has anyone out there listening li- uh, ever played Fiasco? 
That's one that I would like to play. It, and it's a single sitting game. It just takes a I've few been hours. Involved in a few, but right. I've played. Hey now. Oh, we're um, talking about my dating life. Zing. Hey, yeah. headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just slide whistle. Anyhow, it's it, basically it's a film noir type Ooh. game. Uh, and you uh, and and you know what, Marty? I actually would join if you're putting something together. That's something. All I right, would, uh, maybe we can be curious. I don't about. know if you know, but Bill has a little bit of a history. Film noir. No, no I don't. Film Please noir. tell us, Bill. Raymond Chandler, Dash Hammett, and a little bit of uh, double indemnity, and the game. Ew. Oh, right. And I was in L.A. Noir for LA six noir. months. <laughs> so yeah. I totally yeah, forgot. Yeah, maybe that, that might help. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's get to the mail sack. Let's get to the mail sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're gonna dip our hands we're in the mail sack. Dip into the mail sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Bill! Look at him in the camera. He's he's looking. He's crazy. gorgeous. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think your definition is wrong. <laughs> gorgeous. Uh, is you, you, you are misinformed. Your uh, understanding of that yeah. word. <laughs> so th- this first one is from uh, Darren from Wolf Hamsterdown. Wolf Hamsterdam. Wolf Hamsterdam. Exactly. Or are uh, they half hamsters, half wolves? <laughs> so since 1942, BBC Radio Four has run a program called Desert Island Discs. So I thought I would oh, steal yeah. that format and ask those in attendance what eight songs one book and one luxury item would you take to a, a desert island i'm not going to do eight songs that's 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 a that's lot, a lot, of, a lot songs. of songs let's say one album one book and one luxury item and he signs off uh regards darren ps fuck west craven <laughs> from cleveland fuck vanessa, <laughs> vanessa bayer uh, fuck tony morrison i think she's from cleveland too and the city they all came from yeah who's vanessa bear she's this jerk from Cleveland. <laughs> My ears are burning. <laughs> so, uh, what is it? One song, one album, and one what? Now? No, one album, uh, one, one book, one book, one luxury item. All right, this is called Dead Air. It's not yeah. good. Awesome. I okay, so I might you should have like, let us know this was coming. Yeah, this 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 requires then to, research. Then I would have to read the letters beforehand. <laughs> yeah, not like I had them in my inbox for a week. Or, <laughs> Uh, Could my luxury item be um, a boat to get me off the island? Nope, that's not luxurious enough. Could it it have to be a big boat? (laughs) (laughs) A yacht is acceptable. Can I say plumbing for a luxury? (laughs) 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 That would be my luxury. I'd want plumbing, indoor plumbing. Indoor plumbing, okay, that's good. Um, Have you ever pooped in the woods? I have. I do camp. I Uh saw that was on the list. I do camp in the woods. I love camping. But I'm like showering, you know, showering and just tap water, being able to just turn a tap, have Mm -hmm. water. It feels really important on a deserted island. Mm Mm-hmm. But what if a lonely a, island, a beautiful river full of fresh spring water flowing through that you could take a dump in, <laughs> just flush constantly. Tank, well, if yes, we're getting conditional be, about it, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, let's go. Let's just stick uh, with luxury item. Let's do it. That that's uh, a good thing. So indoor plumbing, I, I'd say that's a luxury yeah, item. That's, that's luxury good. Item. Um, a cell phone that that actually works. Just to it, not to it call, works. Yeah. There's just no cell tower. Sorry, you lose. <laughs> you can play Angry Birds all day yeah. long. All right, let me let me let me rephrase it then. A satellite phone. 
Okay. Boom. Which, uh, not so much to call and ask to be extracted, but just to be able to talk to another human Your being. Your 1 900 number? Friends. Yeah. Um, a restaurant. Because I hate I hate cooking. I suck at no, it. That, that, that's not a luxury item. That's a place. A luxurious right? restaurant. No, no. It has to be an item. A single a five item. Five star restaurant. An item. A chef. That's not that's a person. A robot chef. There you go. There you go. Robot chef. Now we okay. Got it. Now see, that's good. I'm not a good enough cook to, to, no, to survive on an island. A robot chef. I'm gonna change yeah. my answer to fleshlight. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. This is, I don't uh, um, yeah, don't, don't I, picture that, please. I'm trying to think of books that okay. I've I'm read. I'm going way too practical. Times. I'm thinking, like, when I'm thinking of books, I'm thinking of, like, okay, well, what's the biggest book right. I have? This, you know? Right, right. The Norton like, Anthology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, how to get off a desert island. Yeah, not, I'm not yeah. thinking of, like, what would Survival be tactics for the uninitiated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm way too practical. What's the longest album I have? Yeah. Or, like, what's the what's the album? Uh, some that sort has of triple most, album. Uh, yeah, I know. I was thinking, like, Porgy and Bess, like an opera. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I've. Some of the few books that I read repeatedly are uh, Vonnegut, so I would probably, I I'd probably have to, I'd probably have to choose carefully because I, I his style is similar enough from book to book that I, I sometimes get which Put one is which together, confused. Sure. Like I don't really think I could tell you the difference between uh, Dead Eye Dick and Slapstick, mm. um, but uh, it would probably be a Vonnegut book because I find so much truth in what he has to say, so much humor, mm-hmm. and uh, and just the whole range of genuine human experience and emotion yes. in every book. So it would yes. probably be a Vonnegut book. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm i going to be vulnerable with you all and can, and, and confess a truth. If I'm out. I If I was, okay. If I was... We're about to make you cry. okay. No, I'm about to make y'all cry. Okay. I would probably bring the Book of Secrets by Osho. It's like, it's this it's this book. He he breaks down an ancient text of Krishna having a conversation with his beloved. And it's full of like meditation techniques. So yeah, if I'm stuck on an island, I want a big fat fucking book where I can spend all of my time becoming spiritually enlightened. Right. So I won't care that I'm on a deserted island with nothing but a... You have the most practical answers. It's amazing. Is that not the most practical answer I would bring like Pynchon or James Joyce, something that I wouldn't understand... Until I read it like a thousand times. Yeah, Finnegan's Wake. Sound of the Fury. Yeah, exactly. I've got that right up here. That. I need to borrow a copy of Finnegan's Wake. Album. I might. Um. I might record Emily reading a Vonnegut book in the Nerd Voice. There we go. Like reading the meditation techniques. Yeah, yeah. And have a book on too. This next email is from Andy D from the UK. And uh, I can't. Is that it's A N D E E? Is that a Andy. male or a female? That's got to be a female. That's way too cute Andy. to be a man. Okay, or so it's a do- an adorable man. <laughs> Either way, Andy, you are. Adorable. Either way, Emily's oh single. Adorable. <laughs> oh my god, that's a terrible thing. She yeah. laughed. But but Andy is adorable. Laughed. Adorable people aren't single. No, I said Emily's single. I said either way, Emily. Oh, is single. I see. I, I'm right, sorry, right, I'm right. That. She um, was like, or oh, an adorable man, <laughs> a man, <laughs> <my own>. um, <laughs> <laughs> You remember that? What was that? The skinny chicken on uh, <laughs> Looney Tunes. Oh yeah, Looney Tunes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of Ro- Roger Rabbit. Ra- who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, they 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 ripped that off. Yeah. So Andy and yeah, women are desperate. 
<laughs> and Andy <see>. enjoys <laughs> the comic book banter from last episode. I was screaming futilely into my earbuds when you mixed up Brian uh, Brian's K. Vaughn and Michael Bendis. Yeah. yeah. Although the two of them, um, both of them are two of my favorite comic writers of recent times. They're wonderful. River Runaways got me uh, back into mainstream Marvel at, at a time when I was all about the Ultimate Universe, um, which was spearheaded by Michael uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Mm. Uh, some great Bendis reads if you're interested. Torso. Ultimate Spider-Man. This is not an email from Torso. you. No, this is actually from uh, Andy. Uh, all new X-Men. Torso. Uh, Alias, not to be confused with J.J. Abrams' TV show. Mm. Torso. Um, a, an incredibly dark and gritty story about a retired Marvel superhero who becomes a private investigator. And then Powers. Oh, cool. I like that idea a lot. Mm. Um, I've never heard of it. Powers, similar yeah, to powers. Alias, uh, in that it deals with superhero-related crime, but more of a traditional uh, detective show set in a nice self-contained universe. Um, if you're looking for something a bit more lighthearted, check out Takio, a self-contained superhero comic, which he created for his daughter. Um, and then, of course, um, Torso. for Brian K. Vaughn, check out Why the Last Man. But I will, I will say, yeah. I'm, I'm being silly, but uh, Bendis uh, worked with Mark Andreco, another uh, Cleveland-based comic book writer, to do a very gritty, black-and-white, uh, noirish. Uh, true crime graphic novel called Torso about this series of uh, murders in Cleveland. Um, And it is fantastic. It incorporates old crime scene photos and old uh, newspaper clippings, like the actual photos and old photos of the city with the drawings uh, throughout. Um, And it's very, it's remarkably true to the story. I mean, they they wrap it up in a a big, exciting showdown that didn't happen. But a lot of the things in in the book that seems like it might be over-the-top fiction or things that actually happen in the city. And it's when Elliot Ness left the un- Chicago and the Untouchables to become the safety director of That's Cleveland. Right. One of the first things that happened when he moved to town is these headless bodies started showing up. And uh, they never found – a lot of the victims couldn't be identified and they never found who did it. It's a, it's a really fascinating uh, story that's very well executed. Torso. Torso, Cleveland. Uh, Torso, and Cleveland. Then Andy, Emily Single concludes concludes with, yeah, you might like Grant Morrison's Joe the Barbarian. It's another uh, great self-contained volume about a boy with diabetes who goes through an internal hallucinatory adventure when his blood sugar dips. It's pretty deep. That's fast. Uh, this is a really fascinating. Um, great, plot rec- lines in there. great recommendations. Yeah, thank and, you. Oh, and screw 3D right in the keyhole. Keep up the hearty banter, folks. Andy D. Thanks, Andy. That was a great, a great letter. Uh, this next one's from Michael Federico. Still listening and loving the show. I was wondering who some of your favorite directors who only started making films in the last 10 years. For me, it would be Edgar, Edgar Wright. Yeah. Uh, I've been such a fanboy of his. I'm almost disgusted with myself. That's from Mike him. in Boston. I love uh, who's the guy doing? That was not my Boston um, accent. Boston. That was not a Boston. <laughs> <Who's>, uh, <laughs> it's fun to say. Who's uh, who's the guy who did Down Terrace and um, uh, Kill List? Kill List. And he's uh, got a new one out. Uh, yeah, just now. Yeah, uh, English director, super dark. From Ideal. Um, I mean, yeah. he's not. He's not. His stuff isn't flawless, but Sightseers is his new Sightseers, one. Sightseers. Yeah, he's doing something that nobody else is. Uh, ben Wheatley. Yeah, is his name. I enjoy him. Yeah, and they attack the block guy, Joe. What's his name? Oh, God. That movie was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie yet. I can't oh, oh, I know, I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's that's right up my ass. It's right so up my and, it, and it exposes you to that uh, that accent that's just unfucking fathomable. The sort of the uh, London City accent. Yeah, the the, the Cockney slash Jamaican yeah. accent. Is that your bridge? 
That's Michael's bridge. He wow. built that himself, and he owns it. And everybody who crosses it, actually, he's the only one who's allowed to cross it. That's yeah. pretty cool. On he the Twitter, is Michael, on an island yeah. <laughs> with yeah. uh, a copy of Emily reading yeah, Michael, meditation practices in the Nerd Boys. Michael just posted on Twitter a photo of, of him in front of his bridge to uh, in an effort to woo Emily. Uh, Attack the block was Joe Cornish, uh, by the way, for the record. Wow. Uh, who's yeah. The, any other directors? Basically, anybody who's making films in England. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. English filmmakers. I think uh, right is a good poll. That's a good answer. Yeah. I, I don't think I could do better than that. No, I right. think that's the right answer. Yep. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is empirically. That <laughs> battle has been fought and won. Yes. The correct answer. Lee correct Rasmussen, answer. Uh, Chris Brown says. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's pretty. Yeah, uh, what, what, what is she directing? Or are uh, we just talking about chicks now? Human Zoo, or what was it called? Yeah, I think it was, it was Human, Human Zoo. Zoo. She was on, uh, if she anybody's on interested, she was on this morning. Oh. Ali Schur, can I put Ali Schur in beautiful. for a famous Oh, yeah, there you go. What did she make? She's the uh, USC gal we were talking oh, there about we go. earlier. Yeah. Uh, this next letter is from J.P. Cutter. Hi, Murps, long-time listener, first-time interactor. Welcome to the mess. Welcome. Interacting. Welcome. Uh, I was recently listening to the Nooner Archive. I attached... Uh, oh... Marty is really reading these for the first time. Yeah, I seriously am. He, he sent in clips that we could play. Maybe we'll play them next week because I have to download them and set up the whole thing. But uh, we'll listen to them next week. Um, but he just wanted to let us know that he's 29 in Los Angeles and he's... Uh, so he, we do have listeners in Los Angeles. He's one See of the See you two. at the Quakes game. He's, yes. <laughs> yeah. So go to the Quakes game. Uh, what he does while listening, either programming at a startup in Santa Monica, uh, or I'm grateful for the distraction at the gym. It's no coincidence that I only managed to go on Tuesday nights. <laughs> uh, here's his movie suggestion. There's an alternate version of Terry Gilliam, Gilliam's Brazil. Oh, I love Terry Gilliam. Yeah. Uh, love him. That the Love Conquers All cut that was put out by Criterion. Comparing the 142-minute uh, director's cut with a 93-minute studio edit is really a fascinating way to observe the same tools in different hands. Mm -hmm. um, and then he and says, to realize how ignorant and pandering studios are. I'm torn because I'm a Bill Booster cluck Cleveland. Love the show. <laughs> Thanks to all for doing it. And um, and we will, JP, we will be playing those those clips next week. I just didn't prepare, so my bad. Um yeah, you know, we t we've talked about director's cuts before. I think, you know, with, I think, The, the Abyss, I think yeah. I prefer the, the studio release yeah. than the, because the other one is just so long and yep. silly. and Directors can get rather self-indulgent. Uh, exactly. And any of the Judd yeah. Apatow stuff, director's cut, it's like 20 more minutes of everyone rambling and, and not telling a me a story. And it's already a two and a half an hour yeah, comedy. Like, and not down. <laughs> yeah. Not down. So... I Although, was that, were we talking about when I saw Harrison Ford introduce uh, Blade Runner? Oh yeah, yeah. There are like yeah. seventeen different cuts of Blade Runner. This know? this latest one I the hadn't definitive seen. Definitive cut. Right, right. Times two. The, the, this for the last time, all over again. I had tune in seen, for the next one. <laughs> I hadn't seen uh, Blade Runner since college. I'd never seen this definitive cut, uh, and it was outstanding. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely cases where it does make sense, but they get rid of the voiceover. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then, but then there are other times when they're just trying to send sell a different version of the DVD. Mm -hmm. you yeah, know, yeah. You know, like. Because there are those people who will buy both versions, and it's kind of shitty. But uh, I do agree that the Terry Gilliam, Gilliam, the director's cut of Brazil is it is really great. It's yeah. a little long. Outstanding. Film. There are three different cuts though in the, in the Criterion collection. Is that not? Are so? there really? Yeah, I believe that. Oh really? Are, 
Well, somebody correct me, but I believe there are three different criteria. You're wrong. Three different. <laughs> no, I was, there are two cuts. There are 17 cuts. Right. <laughs> no, uh, but uh, he recommends the Love Conquers All cut. 142 minutes. It's a little long. It's a long movie. Yeah. Even in 93 minutes, but it's a great movie. Um, the ending does oh, of the studio version does not satisfy me. That's the one where he he's he's is that they the one where he's fant- <laughs> fant- but he's fantasizing like he's nuts, right? And he's He's visualizing them driving along. The but the way it's cut, you path. think they get away. Yeah. It's, 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 less, a, it's the happy ending. It's I think the Hollywood it, happy ending uh, version. And not the ambiguous one that right. Terry Gilliam wanted. Um, okay. Okay, Actually, it wasn't that ambiguous. Camera pulls out and the dude's fucked. Oh, right. right. Yeah. No, okay, that's <laughs> right. the one that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, this next God, one's a good movie. from... Oh, yeah. Thanks for the great email. And we will play those MP3s next week. Chris Brown from Saskatchewan says, Hey, gang, Marty, Bill, DJ James, Emily... And the rest. I've started going through all the back catalog, and I've got through the guest hosting and all the nooners now. Um, thanks. Wow, that's yeah. that is. Oh well, a lot More of listening. A lot, a lot of listening time while training for a triathlon. So it's not ah, sad. There we go. Um, <laughs> oh wow! I'm he's sending me softballs. Uh, hey, oh. see that, Marty? What? The listeners take oh. care of you. I'm getting yeah. Chris's soft Lord knows I don't. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, if you were going to a Memorial Day barbecue or Victoria Day for Can- Canadians with mostly strangers, what food would you bring? Um, wow, that question just uh, tanked me out. What? Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to a barbecue with strangers, what do you bring? I bring vegetables. I just went to a barbecue. Okay, Emily, this is my softball. Okay, give me something. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Vegetables? No, oh, that's, that's, that's So that's, you've no that's, desire that's, to be popular at this yeah. barbecue. No. <laughs> what kind of vegetables? Yeah. Things that you can skewer and make uh, kebabs out of. You know, like peppers and maybe some onions. I've got some... You know, I've been eating mostly vegetarian lately, but I do have a bunch of sausages that I ground up mm-hmm. and stuffed myself that... I.e. annoying neighbors that are no longer an issue. <laughs> yes. No, this one, I d- did a blend of like pork and bacon and and oh. uh, some chipotles. Nice. And it's, nice. it's pretty good. I actually uh, just like so to I'd bring probably steak. probably bring that and get, to get rid of it. Classic. I just you know like what? bringing some steaks. Yeah. 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 But then people fuck it up if you're not at the grill. Oh, they're not allowed near the grill. Well, it's not your barbecue. It's with strangers. You're just going to be the steaks. asshole. You're gonna they're be the my asshole. steaks. Like, Back the fuck off. These are I my steaks. I am doing. <laughs> I'm eating by myself, and I brought a lot of them. It's going to take a while. I actually did bring the, one of the last barbecues I went to. I brought three steaks, and it was all like, you know, well, I'm avoiding wheat, and I don't really eat red meat. It's like that kind of crowd. Yeah. So I yeah. ate two and a half of them. <laughs> nice. That's why I bring Great. vegetables. <laughs> but see, I, uh, yeah. I don't know. Everybody in this bloody town is on diet. Well, yeah. then, but then, see, if you don't bring something that you don't want to eat yourself, you're going to end up at the the gluten free vegan yeah. barbecue. Yeah. Where it's like, who wants some more seitan? Yeah, you know, which I guess has gluten in it, doesn't it? Um, I don't even know what it is. It's wheat gluten. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay, James, what uh, would you bring? Fuck beer, Michael wins. Bourbon. Yeah. Uh, Michael, Bourbon. Michael has the correct answer for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, because we're in LA, yeah, either, either booze or rice cakes. Just flavorless <laughs> right. fucking rice cakes. Here, you healthy right. fucks. Try to bitch have about this, it. asshole. So yeah. Michael says, I always bring my large collection of alcohol. These are my bottles. Look, <laughs> do not touch. Do not touch. <laughs> I will he's be going a, now. He's got a shoulder-mounted <laughs> portable bar. Right, right. And like an apothecary. Do not break the seal. It's worth more if the seal's unbroken. This is a 1919 Scotch. Hands off. 
That is my German <laughs> accent, by the way. Nice. You know, because Michael lives in Germany. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael, I might be in Germany uh, at the end of July. Michael, what part of Germany do you listen? Uh, do you live in? What part of Germany do you, do you listen, listen to? From? Do Where you do listen you... from? There, that works. I'm afraid you uh, interrupted the preposition. <laughs> from which part, from which region which of the Black Forest do you reside? Do you dwell? Number two from Chris. Describe the last T-shirt you bought slash received. My mother sends me T-shirts from time to time. And I like where this is going. Very I wish sweet. Kruger was here to do Marty's mom's voice. Yeah. And she's, she loves, uh, she's a big dog fan. And, oh, this gets better and, and she better. Raises, and my parents raise chickens, so I get a lot of chicken and dog t-shirts. The last one she sent was like a powder blue. Uh, Why are you not wearing it? A powder blue t-shirt with uh, silk screened on it is uh, it, a bunch of dogs, like uh, a golden retriever, a pointer, you know, um, basically, it says the sporting group. So it's all hunting dogs. <laughs> and in, in, like this weird, you know, this like sort of cursive script that says the sporting group. And it's so nice because I'm a, obviously, you guys know that I'm a big dog fan. Mm-hmm. But I'm I, like an Asian Brett McKenzie. <laughs> you guys ever seen like Flight of the Concords? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever been compared to Brett McKenzie. You could do worse. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I, I'm a big fan. But it's a, it's a shirt that I'm never going to wear. And I always tell her, don't get me clothes because I'm not going to wear them. Because you're, you're an Asian mom and you don't know what you're doing. No, she's a sweet mom. It has nothing to do with her being Asian. It's She just sees things that she thinks I will like. And I like it in concept. Right. I just will never wear. A- the, the heart sure. behind it is there. Yes. Yeah. And the, the color of blue couldn't be more uh, unflattering. Not your season. <laughs> not yeah. my season. It's uh, I'm a winter and it's clearly a summer blue. So, uh, yeah. T-shirts, guys? I got a Quakes t-shirt. Uh, not this last time, uh, but the game before that. Did you wear it at the game? Fucking A. Nice. I got a Miskatonic U seal uh, t-shirt. I never know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> just said some syllables that really? sounded vaguely something or other. But I know my tweeters know what I'm talking about. It's Miskatonic U. is the university uh, uh, in, in uh, the H.P. Lovecraft universe. Oh. Yeah. There we Miskatonic go. Miskatonic University. Oh. Uh, I, I got oh. a, I got a shirt. <laughs> well, you've got a great T-shirt on right now. Oh, the zombies are looking for brains. Uh, it's a good don't morning. worry, you're safe. So, so yeah. Don't worry, you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> I need. Speaking of T-shirts, I need that uh, Smodco T-shirt with the Adventure logo on it. Oh, I gotta yeah. get one of those. Those All are right. cool. The old Atari Twenty Six Hundred, yes. which I have and I'm playing, and it's so much harder than I remember. Yeah, right. Uh, I'll get you one of those. <laughs> I got a T-shirt from my dad once. <sighs> Uh, not too long ago, I actually gave it, sorry, Dad, gave it away <laughs> to a uh, <laughs> listener. It, it was, first of all, it was extra medium. I have no idea what size <laughs> he was thinking uh, when he bought this for me. But it was one of those, it's a printed suit like the, the tux, but just a regular suit. Like right. Like a black skinny tie, but it's just printed on the front of it. And it, it was like, Dad, I'm really not going to wear this <laughs> anywhere. It's t- it's too tight for one. I look like fucking Har- uh, Laurel Stan. <laughs> Which one was the fat one? Uh, Har- Stan Laurel. Oliver yeah. Hardy. Oliver Hardy. Oliver Hardy. Oliver Hardy. Oliver Hardy. Stan Laurel. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, no, I, I look like uh, the fat one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. uh, we're going a little over, guys. So, uh, oh, so we sorry. Are. We're good. Yeah, that's All what right. we get for calling the top of the hour ten minutes early. <laughs> no, we call- it was like three minutes early. 
Uh, what do you? It was still five minutes to the top of the hour when I was making fun of you. What do you do on long plane rides? <laughs> I'm, he says play Suffer. rides. He says play rides, uh, but I think he means plane rides. Uh, movie, sleep, read, etc. I uh, listless masturbation under my you know blanket. Uh, excuse me, can I get a blanket, please? <laughs> I used to be able to uh, sleep on planes. I cannot do it anymore. Do you get anxious? Super. Yeah. I, I try to comfy. stand up a lot. I try to walk a lot. Do you go for the aisle then, or do you? Um, I go back and forth because sometimes with the window seat you can lean your head against the side and actually get some Z's, and it's nice to look out and see the mountains and all this. Business. You got a lady friend text. Easy. Mm-hmm. Um, mind your own business. And uh, <laughs> sometimes it's nice to be in the aisle um, and stretch my legs because I'm I'm six two and it's kind of it's kind of a drag. Uh, but I have noticed when I'm in the aisle, the second I fall asleep, the drink cart comes and drills me in the knee, yeah. full on oh, nice. every time. Uh, so it's tough. Anything but the middle seat. The middle seat for That's a guy with long arms and long legs. The middle seat is a bitch. I just pack. Prison. I bring extra batteries for my phone, and I'll watch things on my phone. Really? Yeah. Watch movies, uh, TV shows, podcasts. I just flew Jet Blue, and I got to tell you, I didn't appreciate Jet it. Plu? Well, Jet Blue. Jet well, Blue. Uh, it's the first it's problem. The, the knockoff <laughs> version. Yeah. Wait, I thought it was Jet Blue. You got a shop. You got a shop name brand, Emily. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just as good as Jet Blue, but um, they make you buy your pillow and blanket. Really? I ain't fucking joking. They make you buy it. Yeah, but that's and then, rough. And then I, they have like on-demand TV. They don't have movies. They make you pay for movies. They'll let you watch crap television for free, but then you got to pay for the movies. I, 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 I really didn't appreciate it at all. But it's cheaper. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I didn't buy the tickets, but <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't be complaining <laughs> yeah. at all. What were you doing in New York? And uh, the first class service to Filet Mignon was medium. Well, I said medium rare. <laughs> I said medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I have a I have a, a piece. It's a it's a performance piece that performed at MoMA. Wow! Yeah. Hey now, yeah. now when you say piece, what do you mean? There is an art. It's it's how it's, naked it's do you get? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you rolling around in uh, candy dance. It's actually not you that rolling artist. around in Tilda Swinton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it's not. It's actually not that. Uh, pretentious. It's uh, it's more like a play. Yeah, right. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's more like a play, <laughs> uh, but it's based on a Hollis Frampton film, so I, I guess it is still pretty yeah. fucking pretentious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I got to do it's this. It's the same thing that took me to London. I hope it's going to take me to, to to other places around the world. And uh, it's a solo piece. No, it's me and one other fella named Nick Huff, who is one of the most sparkly uh, human beings I've ever met. He's triumphant. And uh, it's it's a really fun show. And how long is it? Is Forty five minutes. And oh, there you go. Good for you. Yeah. And when can we're not making it? Too are long. you still doing it? We are still doing it, but we only do it in museums, and it's only after like the museum has to book us. So, so it's not. And like You're saying it's not pretentious, or <laughs> it's extraordinarily. We do pretentious. not perform on stage. We only do it between the hours of eleven p.m. <laughs> and twelve a.m. No it's, one can be in the museum when we perform. <laughs> yeah. That is not the purpose of art. The, the audience must wolves. stand on its head throughout yeah. the entire Hollis performance. Hollis who? Frampton. Uh, they related to Peter Frampton? Yeah, li- live. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so how, have you done performance pieces before? No, this is the first time I've and, ever done it. And you guys created it together? Or? No, the artist Carrie Tribe created it. She's a... Okay. Well-respected artist in the art community. Wow. That, that must <laughs> I like been... your snob voice as much as I like your nerd voice. <laughs> How many times did you guys do it? We've done it twice. 
And yeah, but how many times did you guys do it? <laughs> I was gonna see yeah. how far that one got before, before uh, the fourth graders showed up. And yes. were you there at the same time Tilda <laughs> Swinton was there? Let me help that. Uh, no. So for those who don't know, <laughs> Tilda Swinton was doing an incredibly pretentious thing where she yeah. was sleeping in a box. Uh huh. In MoMA. In MoMA. Yeah. Or she was campaigning. Never mind. Sorry, I just saved myself from comedy jail, guys. Yes, okay. I was ready. <laughs> that was not going to be good. Uh, uh, Michael, sadly, uh, I don't know that I'm going to Gamescom. I'm actually going to the Yaver Brewery. That's the, the where you're supposed to Yeah, from? the beer that I'm a spokesperson Are you going to do more ads for them? Uh, no, I'm actually just doing a European trip for um, kicks. Oh, I see. Um, and since I probably can only once in my life be the Yaver man at the Yaver Brewery. I figured I should nice. do that. Yeah. And they they were like, who? Right, exactly. And you can watch your friend's commercials. They're like, well, it's uh, a, it's 12 euro admission to the brewery. Right. Uh, we're <laughs> open from the hours. <laughs> you have to wait in line just like everybody else. <laughs> uh, so Michael lives again, near I'm Bonn. I'm contacting the authorities. Bonn is, uh, I've been to Bonn. I like Bonn. This next one is from our last email is Hi Guys and Emily. It's from Yako. And hey, Yako. Hopefully you're still listening. He's in the Netherlands. Long time listener, first time emailer. A buddy of mine is making a short film which takes place in two periods of time. Ooh, uh, about 40 years apart. It's still in development stage. Um, he just read the script today. And I asked him how they're going to make clear a scene plays in the past, the 70s, or the future, 40, maybe 40 years from now. And suddenly he seemed very... Uh, uncomfortable because they hadn't thought about it. Well, it's a good thing he had you read it. Right. Uh, any tips on how to accomplish this uh, in not too expensive a way? I hope this makes a lot sense. Of ways. Since I wrote, Make everything look yellow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Since I wrote this email while trying to listen to the live show and help customers at the same time, Steel English is not my native language. Uh, there. And F. Cleveland, Yako from the Netherlands. I would say there's a lot of things you can do. Costuming is going to be a huge issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be authentic. It's without looking cartoonish and like a, like yeah. a sketch. Uh, location. Um, have a location that is physically very distinct from what you're shooting to represent the present or the future. Um, and, and look for, uh, anachronisms, um, and make sure they're not on Get a frame. Yeah. Uh, and then you can also, you can use a different set of lenses for, for, for yeah. one set of time and another. So you have exactly. a visual Fuzz distinction. A yeah. And then there's mm -hmm. all kinds of tricks you can do with lighting and, uh, and, and, and in post, but you, you want to consider it, you want to get it in camera. Also, if on you the could day shoot with color schemes and things to make it to, to just differentiate it. Yeah. The, you know, the, the, the style of the 70s is so distinct. I don't think. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you just watch anything from the 70s, it's like your eyes. Right. I, I think that's the really good, uh, uh, tip that is to have the guy, the director, watch all his favorite movies from the seventies, and then get a sense of the what what it means to him visually. The seventies, right. and and also to make sure the costume and, and the setting, uh, the sets, and but also visually, and, and there are filters that you can add on because mm -hmm. so back then everything was shot on film, so you want to give it more of a film look, and there are filters exactly. in Final Cut Pro or whatever you use that will give it. You know, that sort of Kodak color, which is there's a warm yellow yeah, sort yeah. of look that, that goes with that. Music will be a big part of that. But don't wait till post. But plan it. Of plan course, it and yeah, put, it, no, put it in the camera. Absolutely. And also make it. sure it's your, what, what you're doing is based on the story you're telling and not just tricks and gimmicks. Because otherwise it will feel very cartoonish. It, yeah. won't, it won't feel genuine. It'll feel, the audience will feel the work and the ideas you put into it versus being actually transported. It's got to come from the narrative first. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. Well, yes, I'm totally available. <laughs> uh, I do accents. Uh, do your do your uh, Dutch accent. 
Ja, ja this is Williams uh, I'm shooting film now. I mean, I could work on it. <laughs> That's just off the top to. of my head. All right. Um I think we're good for today, Paul. We'll, we'll get to the show and we all need to leave now. We will get to your email next week um because it it deals with making uh putting Bill in his place, which he needs. So, uh Remember the homework for next week is to watch Blue Velvet, whether you've seen it or not. Mm. And uh, we will talk about that next week. And Emily. Where, where do they find everyone? Oh, Emily, you, you are new, fresh on twi- Twitter. Yeah. At? Yeah. At em- EmilyOhara.com. And that's E-M-E-L-I-E. E-M-E-L-I-E-O-H-A-R-A. Got it. James, uh, would you? Would of course, you? at DJM Master. All right. Got, got anything good coming on um, the, the breaks? Uh, actually, uh, I've, I've got a special episode this week. Uh, on a very special episode. On a very special episode. Ooh, uh, someone get hooked on uppers. Right. <laughs> it's uh, Deep in the Crates Part 3, where I kind of, uh, it's a solo ep where I, I go in, dig in the crates, pull out some old school. It's primarily about hip hop, old school hip hop. So I started it at 79, nice. and I'm currently at 86. Wow. So, and just wow. going through. Is yeah. it each uh, each episode a year, or is it just... Uh, usually just, it's... I, I wow, that's a to, really long podcast. Yeah. I try to do... Uh, <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> um, I do uh, like two years at a time. So 86, the next one will be uh, 87, 88. So. And um, um, Bill is at Bill Twatterson. Uh, it's Tweederson, sir. Oh, sorry. My, my bad. <laughs> and you guys have anything fun to talk about? Uh, I was up late last night editing uh, okay. the pitch pilot that I shot, and I'm over the moon. I actually blog posted about it on my website, which I think I'll tweet out at some point. Uh, some photos and some behind-the-scenes info on that. And will that be posting anytime soon on the YouTube? I'm not sure. I own it because I paid for it, but I'm not sure what our rollout strategy is going to be. I don't know if oh. we want the executives to feel like they're the only ones seeing it or if we want to make it super public so that, that'll right. be a conversation with the uh, with the team way to tease people and uh emily i think i'm gonna get a egg mcmuffin and go teach some kids some shakespeare nice sounds That's good yeah. all right poor, poor you can kid. tweet us at nooner dan marty <laughs> poor egg McMuffin. email us at nooner podcast at gmail.com <laughs> and we will see you next tuesday yes we will This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.